You're watching No Go Zone with Henry. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good to see you all. Thank you for uh, joining us this Thor's Day. We usually do it Wednesdays, but uh, hey, we got to push it back one day sometimes. That happens. Uh, so anyway, thank you for joining us live. If you do enjoy the show today, consider sending us a super chat. Helps to support the show as well. You can do that over at entropyseum.live slash TV, as you can see down below. Uh, or you can do it on Odyssey or uh, Rumble as well. Those are open. We'll keep an eye on that throughout the stream here today. And uh, we got a great show lined up, a lot of things to talk about. Obviously, we got the presidential stuff that's happening, and it's mostly a circus uh, from, from my point of view, to be honest. Uh, kind of a distraction, I guess, to, of, of sorts. I'm not sure any of this is um, uh, pertinent. Local politics, yeah, sure, that, that's, where, that's where the action is. But the presidential politics, yeah, I don't know. Not too sure about that. So anyway, we'll just we'll just look at a couple of things related to that. Uh, obviously, we're at the, right at the cusp of... Pride Month here. Can't wait, uh, folks. So of course, they hold uh, when the whole corporate world goes in an uproar to uh, to signal and stumble over each other to show how how gay and uh, prideful they are uh, in in regards to the LGBTQ2SP whatever it is now uh, I movement. Uh, uh, the whole uh, narrative there around that. So uh, that's always fun, but uh, obviously this is, there's another push behind that too. It's not just, I think a lot of people within the corporate sphere, they, they're true believers. They really kind of like that stuff. They, they see it as a kind of a subversive thing of sorts of things higher up in the some of these corporations. Um, but there's another force behind of why they're pushing in that. So we'll just look at that real quick as well. And then we have to talk about the, uh, you know, the, col <laughs> the color of white supremacy, right? Uh, we had that Mexican shooter the other day that, that magically was turned into a white supremacist. Uh, obviously, uh, despite the fact that he kind of intentionally just trolled the media, right? He, he just did this to like I don't know, exaggerate the, the who he wanted to blame and stuff, right? He said this it was libs of TikTok and Tim Pool that radicalized me, right? Uh, and of course, then he said that he hated, yeah, he didn't like white people either, by the way. But uh, anyway, uh, and then we had the. U-Haul, uh, the Indian U-Haul Nazi uh, over in D.C. We'll look at that, too. I don't I just want to make it these cases. Is, is, is there no inspiration left at all in terms of, like, creativity? <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on with that. Uh, but anyway, so it turns out uh, white supremacy can have any, any color. It doesn't matter. Whatever uh, happens, obviously, we can blame white supremacy. All right. Anyway, we have some other stuff to talk about. Too. I do want to talk. There's some... Uh, George Floyd's uh, autopsy report uh, is, I, th I thought this was a while ago. Maybe this is a secondary one, maybe more independent. I actually didn't see all the details. I just saw it before we came on here uh, live. So we'll uh, check that out real quick. But uh, there's some revealing things about that. But anyway, there's some adjacent topics in regards to all of that that, that I want to talk about. And if we do have time, there's a trailer out called The Great Awakening. I want to look at real quick about the COVID narrative. That's the guy who did the pandemic um movies and uh, i kind of have a little different take on that uh, although generally good that all this is being exposed but i have a different angle i want to look at uh in regards to the uh, the trailer uh and then we have the usual there's some uh, climate stuff happening as well ai stuff climate stuff uh there's a new misinformation board in the bbc oh my god there's so many things so many things and i want to start <laughs> That's what happens. You're like, you end up behind two days and then it's just like, oh, my God, can it get any worse? Anyway, this is uh, ho hopefully it's a, you'll find it a little bit entertaining, too. That's kind of the point sometimes of some of these shows. We we deal with serious topics, of course, but we got to laugh at some of this stuff together, too. It's 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 important, a, a way to process this. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, 
as I said in one of the videos we uploaded here, uh, if it if it's about motivating people, right? It's about showing people, uh, yes, it's it's bad, uh, it's going downhill, uh, it's a collapse, but uh, that has to be the engine uh, that motivates you to get shit done. And if you're not yet awake, or if you have friends that are not yet awake, then that is to be used as fire, <laughs> basically, or ammunition, maybe is a better term, uh, in the effort to try to awaken these people. And as long as it's put to action later on in some kind of capacity, uh, I think it's a net positive anyway. But uh, anyway, it's kind of our job. Uh, let you guys know what's going on and then uh, interpret that kind of in a way through our eyes, give you some opinion of what we think is going on. Uh, always from a pro-European perspective. You won't get uh, anything else here. All right. Anyway, so let's begin with the DeSantis uh, thing, to be honest. Um, and it's so I, I listened in yesterday. Of course, it was there was technical issues here. He joined up with Musk. Uh, to do with uh, spaces, a Twitter spaces thing. <laughs> and it was just a lot of technical issues. Kind of a little stale, a little, I don't know, a little, uh, not that eventful, to be honest. A lot of people wanted to tune in. So, of course, they had technical issues and it, the whole, you know, Twitter spaces thing melted down, at least that particular one. Um, but uh, it, it was kind of the usual stuff, to be honest. It's like, okay, it's good. He, he talks about some of the, you know, anti-CRT things and, uh, woke stuff. I'm um, actually one thing that just personally for me that I'm glad came up with was, was actually Operation Choke Point. It was a I think there was some crypto guy in the the spaces. Um, forget his name now. So was some venture, venture capitalist. Maybe that that's the guy who brought it up. And they mentioned that you know legitimate businesses are shut down by these banks and stuff for no other reason that the banks don't like them and something has to be done about that. But I didn't think the sentence is like. I mean, he mentions like, oh, that's no good, you know, kind of thing. But it's not strong enough. You know what I mean? Something that seems insincere about the guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not sure it matters, right? It was one funny moment when they talked about the... Um, uh, I, I don't have the clip right now here, but uh, they were talking about the uh, uh, the SG stuff and DeSantis said, oh, you know, the, the, the woke leftists, right? They want to make everything about race. And depending on what skin color you have, they want to, you know, uh, punish you or make... And it could... Same thing there, right? In in the CRT, you know, universe, there's only one boogeyman. There's only one villain race, and it's white people. <laughs> Everyone knows that. No, it's like no, it's re it's re it's it's designed to kind of give uh, blacks low self esteem and hold Asians back. It's like no, I'm not saying he said that. He didn't say that. But I'm saying I've seen some conservatives kind of in that general sphere kind of interpreting it in this way. It's like, no, there's only... This, it's white people is the enemy, and everyone else is is, is good. That That's largely it, right? Um, so when he brought that up and talked about those kinds of things, I remember he, he kind of boasts about what he's done in Florida and stuff, and he said, uh, you know, it's not about race. It's not about that at all, you know, kind of thing. However, however, and, it, and then he did a, a look at my African-American over there, like Donald Trump, remember that? Uh, we have the... Was it the highest... Uh, uh, black employed or uh, small business owners or something like that of any state, I think you mentioned. And it was still, it's, it's, it's still this thing that they have to cater and uh, grovel and stuff like, well, if you don't believe it's about race, why is this important? Oh, it's not about race, but look at how good the blacks are doing in my state. You know, <laughs> it's just like, all right, so, okay, so, so it, you have to still, you know, cater to this these talking points, you still have to kind of fold to say that you have to show to the leftists out there 
that you're also a good person because you're bowing down to their anti-racist religion. Like, why, why even do that at all? Kind of thing, right? All right, anyway, so it was, you know, that was kind of uneventful. And so in true kind of, I don't know, a little boomer fashion here, I, I didn't find it particularly funny. Uh, Trump posted this video. I'm not sure where he did that. Maybe on his uh, truth social, maybe. Um, but he posted this. Uh, some guy on Twitter here, uh, he, he said, uh, Trump just posted this video making fun of DeSantis. I have to admit, I couldn't stop laughing. <clears throat> so if you see some of the people in there, you got, course, you got to bring up Hitler, right? He's in there. Uh, Dick Cheney, the devil, George Soros, Klaus Schwab, uh, the usual uh, suspects. All right, see what you think of this. This is kind of, I don't know, a little cringe here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Ron DeSantis. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Ron DeSantis Twitter space. Hello. Is my microphone working correctly? George, can you just wait while we... Hello. Can you hear me? We can all hear you, George. Can you just hold on for a second? Hilfa, I don't think they can hear me. <coughs> I can hear you fine, George. Just speak to the I don't microphone. think George knows how to use Twitter. Hello. Uh, can you hear me now? Can I please make my big announcement now? Everyone just... Hello. Just shut up, George. Can somebody just mute, George? <laughs> Dick, could you try not to cough on that? <clears throat> okay, so how are we going to take out Trump, you guys? Uh, uh, guys from the FBI, this is not a private call. This is a public Twitter space. Everyone can listen in. God damn it. Uh, anyway, guys, we uh, invited everyone to this, uh, this Twitter space so Governor Ron DeSantis could... <coughs> everyone just shut the hell up so I can make my announcement, okay? You go, girl. Wait, the devil is gay? So what? Everyone in this call is gay. I happen to know every single one of you has a secret gay lover. There we go. I'm bringing a Hitler somehow, huh? Guys, can we please just calm down? <coughs> so anyway, guys, I just wanted to announce that I'm... Okay, I can hear the governor very well. Shut, shut up, up Would you please shut up already? I, I'm running for fucking president, okay? Y yeah. We kind of already we knew already about know, it. already know, Governor. Congratulations, Governor. <coughs> uh, well, that concludes our Twitter space for today. Thank you to all of our... Hold your horses, Elon. The real president is going to say a few words. The devil, I'm going to kick your ass very soon. Hitler, you're already dead. Dick Cheney sounds like you'll be joining Hitler very soon. Klaus Schwab and George Soros, I'm putting both your asses in jail. And Ron DeSanctimonious can kiss my big, beautiful 20... 24 presidential ass. Trump 2024, baby. Let's go. All right. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. It's not that funny, uh, to be honest. Uh, if you truly think this is funny, I genuinely feel bad for you. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Who did this? Um, is it, It's probably, it's, I, I assume it's just someone doing AI voices these days. It's, it's getting better and better all the time. All right. So anyway, since some boomer humor there, you got to bring in Hitler and, and you know, there's no one else to criticize than George Soros and Klaus Schwab. Look, you have enough to start there. I, I, I admit that's that's a good start, right? But certainly it's not uh, it's not the whole picture. Uh, and just to kind of, you know, make my point here, uh, Trump tells he's golfing here the other day, right? Uh, Trump tells a group of Jews, I gave you golden nights. <laughs> here we go. This is Trump here. 2024, baby. You're the best. Yeah, you're the best because you gave them Golan Heights. Aye, aye, aye. All right. 
make of that what you will. Uh, this was a kind of a funny troll uh, here. Uh, someone tried to claim that everyone in Biden's administration is Mormon. Uh, guys, this is insane. I just find a huge amount of Biden's admins, uh, administrators is Mormon. This is crazy. I wonder how long this was in the works. Here are the names, right? Blinken, Sherman, Yellen, Garland, Cohen, Haynes, Klein, Lander, Levine, Mallorcas, Neuberg. Uh, and of course, then someone had to go in. And I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure how to add. Uh, I've never, obviously, I would never <laughs> do that. But you can add, you know, add context to the tweet, right? Um, so someone then added the context that, uh, wait a minute, they're not all Mormon. They're all Jewish. <clears throat> That's kind of funny. He continued there, so he obviously uh, knows what he's doing here. But uh, and okay, any gay, any gay. That's uh, is not too not too shabby. That's funny. Good troll. All right. So with that out of the way, let's get uh, let's get to the important stuff. Uh, Pride season, <laughs> Pride season, folks, is upon us, uh, and of course they can't wait to uh, to bring in stuff to ruin their brands. Now they might very well. They might very well take some hits from some of this stuff. It certainly seemed to have happened, you know, kind of at least short term with Bud Light. But as we know, and as we've underlined many times, uh, it's not really about the money anymore. And we have a video that details that, you know, the corporate uh, credit score. We've talked about, you know, ESGs and stuff like that. And that's certainly a form of, uh, you know, corporate credit score or whatever. But uh, let's begin with this. I think this is North Face. I didn't I, I couldn't even finish watching both of these but uh, I saw a little bit of it, so now you have to as well. So this is... Okay, here we go. Nature lets you be who you are. Even gay. But that's, but that's not who you are, though. It's not, that, that's literally wrong. There's nothing that has to do with nature here. Uh, let's do it again. Nature lets you be who you are. No. Even gay. You have to, you have... To have all you have to have all these things to pretend you're something you're not it's amazing how they twisted this like literally acting <laughs> try to pretend you're something that even your biology uh goes again Na nature you're you're going against nature anyway i mean, I, I know this is not about reason here or whatever but uh yeah this is uh, very very gay here Ladies and gentlemen, you are cordially invited to the Summer of Pride with my friends at the North Face. We're see, how, see how it's advancing now? Now it's not uh, Pride Month, it's Summer of Pride. And in Canada, we've shown the screenshot, I don't have it right here quickly on hand, but uh, now it's Pride Season. <laughs> That's what it is now. It's just like Pride, it went from Pride Month to Pride Summer. Pride season, so it would be a pride year, right? Really, twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days out of the year, pride forever. We're traveling all the gay across America, and everyone's invited. That means you, me, and you, hello, and you. Wow. Not you though. You're too cute. Okay, just kidding. You can come. Put on your boots and come out. Side with us. See you there, besties. Don't you think this is all a little intense? I mean, look at you, you're in a literal tent right now. But no, this event will not be intense. Everyone is invited. Everyone is welcome. It's gonna be so fun. 
Everyone's away. The kids, I assume, uh, are invited to these drag shows as well. That's uh, that's North Face. Uh, they did this one as well. I'm not sure if this is the same uh, person. I can't. Uh, I can't tell. Hi, it's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual, and today I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come. So, do they think if they do, because they make fun of the gays here, right? In a way, isn't that what they're doing? They'll get away with it then. That maybe they think they won't kind of get the backlash from the from the consumers. Come out in nature with us. Wow, this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. Last year, we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated pride across the nation with hundreds of you across the nation. This year, we're back, back, back again with two new stops. Atlanta, GA. Why? Because you're there. In Salt Lake City, we're coming for you. Of course! This year, all these fabulous speakers will be coming from inside this TV to a nature near you. So come outside and celebrate the beautiful LGHGTV community. This, has, this is a joke, right? I mean, it, it, I, I, can't even, I can't even tell. It's, it's like, I saw him and he's like, wait a minute, what's North Face doing? Someone said, and he was like, is, that, is this, I, I don't even know. So they're pushing it, but they're making fun of it. So they, they, they're doing it, but kind of distancing themselves from it. In, 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 this has to be, I'm not saying there's too much thought maybe behind these things. Obviously, they've hired some ad uh, you know, company or something to do this, right? Is it that they think that they like, maybe, if, maybe if we do it this way, we won't get the Bud Light treatment? Is that, is that what it is? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure they do either. It's no one even knows anymore. Is it is are they, are you making fun of? The, I hope they're making fun of it because it's pathetic and ridiculous. All this shit. Uh, but anyway, so th there's more uh, companies here. They can't even they can't even wait for June one to come, right? And every everyone <laughs> everyone is out with all their products and stuff, uh, pitching it to toddlers uh, and of course even even babies. Look at this. Here's Target here. Okay, I'm in Target at West Covina, California, and this is what they're pushing on their agenda. And that. Okay, no way. No more shopping at Target for me. No way, no way, no way. This is in the kids section. This is kids section. Kids section. Kids section. Brought to you by section. Pfizer. Like, yeah, this is a baby section, kids section of Target, as you can tell. Like, it's crazy. Queer year. Crazy, crazy, crazy year. Yeah. Crazy, crazy in the kids section. It's horrible. Yeah, I'm not surprised. This is uh, this is of course what they do. Uh, let's take a look at one more. There's a lady here who kind of goes in a little bit more deep. She shows some other stuff that they have. Again, this is the same uh, company, Target. We're at Target right now, and there's a lot of controversy going on about all of the Pride stuff that's coming out with kids' clothes and things like that. So we're going to go to the kids' section, and we're actually going to see... And by the way, I saw the leftists and uh, <coughs> gay fanatics going after this woman for how she looks. They're putting 
weird, creepy, uncomfy stuff on children's clothing. Okay, this is the child section. This is literally the kids section. I'm next to a literal onesie that says whatever the hell that means. We have glad you came out and I'm so happy that you're queer in the kids section. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, but pride and toddler don't belong in the same sentence. Don't say sorry. So I got sorry. an extra small swimsuit in the child section. It says light binding effect on it. And then the bottoms in the kids section, keep in mind, say tuck friendly construction. Of course. They're giving it to your kids. If that doesn't give you a reason to boycott Target, I don't know what does, but this shit's getting out of hand. They're targeting children, whether you like it or not. And it's time that people actually do something about it because if they don't, then guess what? That shit won't just be in Target, it'll be in every store, ever. That's right, and that's where we're going next year, because it's not about the money, they don't care, they can lose billions, they will lose billions, they're gladly losing billions. It's just temporary anyway, they, they, they'll remake that on another company. Why? Because of course they're all the same corporation on the back end, BlackRock, this is obvious stuff, right? But this is the corp is it the corporate equity index, this uh, CEI, right? That's the uh, thing that they have to kind of comply Two, and it's interesting because uh, we'll, we'll look at the extension to this a little bit because they're doing this against banks now. But l listen to what this guy said. He, I saw Adam Green was linking up this clip on uh, Twitter. Care if you boycott their stores, they're Let me go back here. Here we go. Target doesn't care if you boycott their stores. They're not afraid of you. They're scared of a much bigger threat. Let me explain. Target's largest shareholders are Vanguard, State Street, and BlackRock. These corporations support the Corporate Equality Index, Equality. or CEI. This okay. is a rating system for how much American businesses support the LGBT community. If Target's CEO does not support the LGBT community well, then he's not going to be reelected by the shareholders. So sometimes corporations like Target push LGBT marketing campaigns, not because they particularly want to or it's good for profits, they do it for a high CEI score. So they face a backlash, maybe they lose a little money. Failing to get a high CEI is way more scary. Yeah, uh, there you go, right? So you, if you have these holding companies on the back end, who, like, what what does it matter at that point, right? That, in other words, they can and they're willing to lose uh, money, and it might even be just temporarily, or as I say, you know, what you, what you lo lose out on the... Uh, uh, you know, on the on the roller coaster, you make up at the carousels or whatever, however the <laughs> the saying goes, right? But uh, this is from this is actually today, a similar example, right? Where they basically can like free, come in and, and restrict your 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 business if you don't comply enough to it, right? New York City Banking Commission votes to freeze New York City's deposits at Capital One and Key Bank. Now, it's only, of course, the New York City's deposit at these, you know, banks or whatever. But it shows you that government can put enough, obviously, pressure on corporations to, uh, well, it's the law now, you have to comply for equity's sake or equality or ESG, whatever they signed up on, right, kind of thing. So it says here, New York City Comptroller joined New York City Mayor and Department of Finance in freezing City of New York deposits at two banks. The Comptroller also voted against designating three others that failed to submit required anti-discrimination plans. I think we know what that means. It's basically, 
that's a veiled way of saying you need to do something that shows you're anti-white, right? 26 banks were designated after first ever Banking Commission public hearing new procedures for certifying banks' practices for non-discrimination and stronger scrutiny for soundness in light of recent bank failures. And it goes on to kind of talk about the details here. Brad Lander, uh, which I believe, by the way, who is the comp tr- uh, the comptroller. Uh, I think we have an early life check on uh, Brad Lander. Uh, it says here, following the first ever public hearing held by New York City Banking Commission today, uh, all three members voted to freeze deposits at Capital One and Key Bank after the banks failed to submit required plans demonstrating their efforts to root out discrimination. And then people are like, oh, well, well, th- what's wrong with that? Sounds great. But as we know, of course, that's just the gay language they use uh, to basically get at white people in some kind of capacity, right? New York City Comptroller Brad Lauder, Lower Lander, actually, uh, one of three members of the commission also voted against designating three other banks to hold public funds, International Finance Bank, PNC Bank, and Wells Fargo, blah, blah, blah. I don't think there was a, but you see how this works? I'm bringing this up because here's like another layer to it that you can basically have government coming in and saying you need to you know comply you need to submit blah 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 sure you can say oh well it they agree to that when they're holding you know new york city's deposits or whatever kind of thing right uh but this is this is bad right the corporate i thought it was equity first but it's the corporate corporate equality index and of course if you look at those groups behind it as you saw in the clip it's the the human what are they calling in the human rights uh let me see here if it brings it up he showed a screenshot of it right there let me show you that again. American businesses support LGBT community. If Target CEO does not support the LGBT community well, then he's not going to be reelected by the shareholders. So sometimes corporations like Target push LGBT marketing campaigns, not because they particularly want to or it's good for profits. They do it for a high CEI score. So they face a backlash. Maybe they lose a little money. Failing to get a high CEI is way more scary. Okay, I missed, uh, let me lower that while we look for the description. But yeah, no, this it's a human. Here, here we go. There it is, right? The human rights campaign, which is of course a completely, there it is, completely just out of control activist, far left, anti-white, you know, anti-traditionalist, anti-Western, call it what you want, um, organization and group, and that, that it should not have <laughs> these ac- access to to this level of power and influence, but they do, and it's kind of the same thing with you know United Nations. Uh, whether it's the Sustainable Development Goals or Global Compact for Migrate, you know, it's all these things that countries and in some cases it's maybe cities goes into it. I heard something the other day called the uh, Strong Cities Network, which is another like there's all these kind of NGOs that are just infesting itself into local government systems and stuff like that, too. Basically, laws need to be uh, laws, but politicians <laughs> that basically target this shit needs to like get rid of this stuff like we're no longer compliant along the lines of this corporate equality in, uh, you know, index we're just not going to do it sorry we're out you know kind of thing uh that's what we need uh so it doesn't matter how much you boycott some of these corporations i think you should i, I still think they need to feel it and it does need to hurt but as we know at the end of the day it's not going to matter uh, unfortunately uh that's the sad truth of it it's uh what do they call it it's post post capitalism i guess to a certain extent it's like uh, it, it's just it's way beyond profits now 
Now it's just making as much damage as possible to like traditional society. That's how they're, they're using corporations uh, as a sledgehammer against traditional Western white societies, uh, which of course is is the you know kind of the outcrop of things like cultural Marxism. You know what I mean? Um, it's a, it's a, not only the long march through the institutions. It's a it's a long march through the boardrooms, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and and here we are, right? All right, so. Let's check out uh, some good headlines here. This is uh, this is good stuff for you. Uh, we have the color of white supremacy. A couple of uh, there's a, actually, there's one called the color of white supremacy from CNN back in uh, 2000. Was it 21? I think it was or something like that. Sorry, I'm just fixing a thing here real quick. And uh, there's been a number of these articles right uh, coming out now and then uh, <laughs> regularly. Like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, white people could be, uh, it could be, you know, it doesn't have to be white people for it to be white supremacy. So so The Atlantic was pushing this, right? Uh, Latinos can be white supremacists. A mass shooting carried out by a Hispanic suspect who authorities said had neo-Nazi ideation caused some confusion. It shouldn't have. <laughs> then, of course, we get, and we, I'm not going to go through this. It's just, it's beyond ridiculous. Uh, they keep moving the goalposts. And that way they can uh, they can achieve what they uh, what they want. It's pretty uh, pretty crazy, isn't it? Let me uh, let me show you the other thing here too, because we had the uh, little uh, the little what do you call the uh, Indian? Let me mute that real quick. The Indian Nazi. And to be honest, I didn't spend like an awful lot of time like you know <laughs> going through the weeds of the story. It just feels so uh, bizarre. And it just feels like a really bad gay op. Uh, is the guy crazy? Did he genuinely do it? Sure. Uh, but then it's the business of this of of him having a national socialist flag in the U-Haul. It was one of these like police immediately found inside this flag. <laughs> this is like your Amazon basics. You know, uh, uh, they didn't even iron out the creases of this flag miraculously. This could be narrative. I mean, think about how, how this works, right? They can spin these gay ops either from intelligence or by police, or it's spun in the media or a co-joint or you know group effort, basically. And the media doesn't even need to be coordinated in any capacity on this. If the cops plant a Nazi flag on this guy or in the U-Haul truck or whatever, you know, you know the media is going to run with it, right? But but it doesn't matter that he's like Indian, of course. Man who crashed U-Haul truck near White House had Nazi flag and wanted to kidnap Biden. Oh my God! Here's the uh, we have the footage of this truck here. Yeah, here here we go. Look, check this out here. <laughs> like, what are you? Let's, let's look at that again. What are you going to gain from this, man? Just okay, right? A 19-year-old man from Missouri was apprehended by authorities Tuesday morning following an incident in which he allegedly drove a truck into security barricades near the White House. Well, it looks like that happened, unless, of course, it wasn't him doing it. The U.S. Park Police stated that the suspect, identified as Sai Warshit Kandula from Chesterfield, Missouri, has been charged with assault and making threats to harm or abduct the president. Isn't this like, is this like life in prison for this? If you <laughs> or something like that, Kandula now faces multiple charges, 
including assault with a dangerous weapon, reckless operation of a vehicle, trespassing, making threats against the president, vice president, or their family members, destruction of federal property, and trespassing. No injuries were reported as a result of the collision. Secret Service officers from the Uniformed Division promptly detained the suspect driver and secured the area shortly after 10 p.m. on Monday night when the driver forcefully drove a U-Haul truck into the barricades of Lafayette Square, located just north of the White House. Uh, now, the media outlet reported that the driver had a Nazi flag in his possession and had allegedly intended to drive the truck onto the White House premises. All right, it's just so bizarre, right? Isn't this bizarre? Near the White House, this new video shows the moment that a U-Haul truck, you see it there, crashed into security barriers on the north side of Lafayette Square Park. This was late last night. Now, we've been following this story since it first broke on the news at 11. This is the moment that new video was captured at around 1 a.m. of that U-Haul truck getting towed away. But while the truck is no longer there, the investigation into why this happened in the first place is just getting started. Randy Ayala is joining us live at Lafayette <laughs> Square Park this morning with the latest on this investigation. Randy, on Twitter, you just released information about charges for the suspect. Yeah, uh, Larry, good morning to you. So U.S. Park Police just releasing those charges to us. Just want to set the scene here for you before I get into some of those charges that this driver is facing. Uh, we're seeing tire marks here still on the curb this morning from that U-Haul truck uh, oh ramming up, uh, jumping the curb here, ramming into these security barriers. Now, Larry, you mentioned those charges. About 30 minutes ago, we heard back from Park Police. Uh, we now know that driver is facing five charges. They include assault with a dangerous weapon, threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on a president, just, vice president, know, or family so member, and destruction of federal fake. property, just to name right? a few here. So very serious charges uh, very this serious man is charge. now am facing. I, am I crazy? It started around 10 o'clock last night. Uh, here's video of that U-Haul ramming into the security security barriers out here. People filming shocked at what they were seeing. And we were also here do as... They still, do they still have the uh, large fence around? It looks, uh, there's a version of it, right, the, in the green behind there. Because, I mean, you can't get anywhere, like even behind the, like there's already, as you can see, what he drives into that, like an iron post, essentially, right? A few of them, in fact. And after that, there's like, you can't, there's no, you know, there's no way you can get in there. Like, clearly, if you do that, you're not in your right mind. The guy's probably crazy, I would assume, right? Um, where is the, I, and I have to find it then, because we got to underline this, right? We've talked about this continued bullshit about white supremacy being the number one threat right we've played biden before but let's do it again uh he was at the where was it at the uh, howard college or howard university right and then you had of course the department of homeland security another gay op thing uh you know of itself mallorcas recently coming out there's that clip didn't play to didn't intend to play that but this is literally like Biden, I think, did the speech. And what was it, two days later, you get the Me Mexican mass shooter? I like the same day or something bizarre like that. Then Mallorca comes out, and then you get this like a day after that, essentially. It, it's, it's just like, you know, they get their white supremacy layered cake lined up here. Here's Biden first. Stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. And 
I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. Well, I think that's true. He does say wherever he goes <laughs> to make the point. And so then here's uh, Mallorca's follow up on this. The president yesterday uh, at his commencement address uh, for the Howard University graduates called white supremacy uh, uh, the, the major domestic terror threat ah, in this yes. country. Is that correct? Uh, it tragically is. You know, um, in the terrorism context, domestic violent extremism is uh, our greatest threat uh, right now. Individuals are driven to violence because of ideologies of hate, uh, anti-government sentiments, false narratives, personal uh, yes. grievances and like. And regrettably, we have seen a rise in white supremacy. Yes, of course, you got to keep the lie going. And of course, you are feeding those statistics with absolute bullshit like this. I, I just, I mean, the sad part is, will, let's just a miraculous someone can figure out that, like, no, he didn't have this flag there with him. Uh, it was planted or something like that, right? But I mean, if you, if you overall think you're going to get anywhere with this, with the U haul truck like this, Obviously, you're not mental. You know, you're insane. You're you're crazy. <laughs> like you know, you, you know what I mean. So, is it manipulated? Is it, is it MK Ultra? Are they? You know, I, who knows how advanced this really is? Usually, it seems like it's just down to the fact that they have some guy who's already borderline. Something's going on, and then all of a sudden, if he's some, you know, they they they're constantly in chat rooms. Uh, Discord servers, like all these places, right? Feds and stuff. And they find somebody that's vulnerable or they're trying, blah, blah, blah. And and they groom some of these kids, right? There was the suspected grooming of the Buffalo shooter, for example, right? That he had been in a, in a Discord server uh, with like at least one FBI agent and one informant or something like that just hours before this happened. Remember there was a trail on that? I'm not sure if that was ever like conclusively followed up on or, or, or if that, I wouldn't be surprised if a lead like that was just dropped, including by the media, right? Uh, and so they, they, they groom some of these kids, right? They, they spur them on. They say, do this. They're already noticing, you know, mental weaknesses and things like that in these people, uh, character flaws or whatever it is. And then they spur them on to do certain things. I would not be surprised. Some kind of sting operation, right? Uh, and then people are like, well, you know, how can't they do a white kid? <laughs> is it so hard? Are they running out of uh, um, uh, people to... to uh, to do gay ops on, or what, what's going on, right? I, I don't know, or, or is it just to basically move the goalposts again? That oh, look, Willie, look at that. Here, here's now a brown person that shot up a place. You can have a Muslim next time shooting up a, a you know a nightclub or whatever, like a bar or something. And that is up. Oh, well, we found uh, we found Nazi regalia uh, in his home. So clearly, this is another white supremacy, uh, you know, kind of crime essentially. That that's what it's about. It's about fudging the numbers faking things, right? And of course, we've caught groups like the ADL helping to falsify statistics before in order to frame white Americans. And that's part of what this is. Christopher Ray is in good terms with uh, Jonathan Greenblatt from the ADL, right? Uh, Biden was was also increasing what was asked to like uh, increase the statistics around white supremacy. And of course, Department of Homeland Security, right? Uh, big part in this too, I'm basically saying that, oh yeah, it's this is white nationalism and white supremacy, uh, which they use interchangeably, uh, is the major terrorist threat. Do you know over the Mallorca is a, is a millionaire, by the way? Big big surprise, right? 
were so proud because, of course, he was one of the first Latino Jewish guys that was, you know, uh, brought on by uh, by Biden. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, he's an estimated uh, net worth of eight million. This guy. It's easy for these people to sit up there and just play ball, go along with it. So uh, yeah, no, that there you go. New narrative just dropped. It, it's not brand new. It has been around for a little bit, to be honest. Uh, it's not brand spanking new, but it's been it's definitely been underlined with these two most recent ones, which basically means that anything that happens consequently in the future uh, will probably be seen uh, as 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 white supremacy. Right? <laughs> and why do they do this? Well, of course, they can ramp up uh, budgets to deal with white supremacy and conservatives, and then it's partially it's like maybe disinformation and oh they believed in conspiracy theories such as you know the great replacement you know how this goes uh it, it writes itself essentially absolutely crazy all right let me take a couple of these here on uh, odyssey western collapse report says uh, your population collapse video was well put together uh, and that's the kind of content that will actually wake uh dipshits up will it wake dipshits up i'm not sure it will i hopefully it will uh when you tell them we're facing a children of men ending to this story. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, um, we have to uh, tackle it from every angle. I think, to be honest. But yeah, we need. We need, I, I agree. Obviously, that's why we made that video. We need. We need stuff like that too. Um, some people will respond to you know the uh, the crazy LGBTQ stuff that's targeted towards kids. You know what I mean? And whatever, whatever does it does it. it. Ultimately, that's good. If they if they wake up to that, maybe it's just a, a quick step to to the next thing. And in fact, we have you know a clip with Matt Walsh. He's you know he's the guy on like the gay pride LGBT stuff. Right? What is a woman? Blah blah blah. Uh, but he's he's escalating his rhetoric a little bit, which is, which is good. You know what I mean? Um, still suspicious of that guy. It's something weird about Matt Walsh still, but at the end of the day, I don't care who says it, just as long as it's being said, right? Uh, Western Collapse Report again says, uh, throughout history, we've always have to dealt with these freaks. We burn them at the stake, and in more recent years, I think it's about regarding the uh, the uh, <laughs> the North Face, the the wonderful new spokes um, person, spokes transsexual uh, for North Face. I think you're talking about here. Um, we burn them at the stake in more. In more recent years, uh, and in, I should say, we burned up at the stake, I guess, historically, and in more recent years, uh, we had things called asylums where they couldn't hurt anyone, including themselves. Yeah, I'm not sure who you're talking about, but probably the North Face guy there. Uh, yeah, the asylum th thing is kind of interesting, to be honest, of how they just packed all of that shit up really, really quick. Boom. And um, one day, it's just like, nope, we've done away with asylums. Now we're just chemically lobotomizing everybody. Uh, that seems to have been the strategy, and it seems to be, I don't know, not really working that well, because, of course, now we have the inmates running the asylum, essentially. Maybe next time, says, anyone can be a plumbing supremacist. That's right. What, did he have some... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could put any, um, any group imaginable that is as far removed from from white supremacy as possible they will lump together with that now that that's we're, we're basically it's in, it's in a new era here but yeah i'm not sure what he's was he a plumber or something <laughs> i'm not sure what that but yeah sure a, a, anything else right uh maybe next time since uh, sense of 14 as well thank you appreciate that uh all right so let's let's do this i had a great clip here you of course i think remember um you remember bike Karen, as she was called, right? Yeah, here's the, uh, the 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 horrors of white supremacy, by the way, and that's the, that's kind of an argument now. 
a safe, you know, a safe, nice white neighborhood where kids are playing and it's clean and orderly. That's that that is the horror of white supremacy. You know, it's it's hilarious. Uh, but anyway, back to uh, uh, the slur there, of course, uh, bike Karen, right? I wanted to play a little bit from the guy who's he's associated with TYT, the bullpen, uh, Richard Ritchie. <laughs> Jared Taylor was, uh, oh, let me pull that up so you can see here too. Jared Taylor was interviewed by him. I'm not sure they ever did a follow-up. He took him on, he brought him on for like five minutes Jared, you know, swept the floor with him, and then he says, "Oh, we got to go." My producer, oh, my producer here is saying we don't, we're run out of time, you know, kind of thing. But I invite you back again. I'm not sure they did invite him back, but that was hilarious. Uh, the guy is, uh, is, 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 if you want, wait, to watch something fun, go watch uh, Richard Ritchie. Uh, but he had this whole segment here on the bike, Karen. Right? It, it's uh, basically, you know, as you know. Pregnant white women is a is a menace to society. You know they they use their white tears to just go after and target young innocent black you know entrepreneurs, and uh, they, because they have nothing better to do. These these crazy psycho you know truly mean white supremacists just want to ruin a, a black kid's life. You know kind of thing. Um, Karen, this is the lower third used here in this uh, show here. Karen uses white tears to steal e-bike from black rider. <laughs> let's, let's check out uh, a little bit of a say. This is actually taken from uh, uh, this shorter clip. It was actual Justice Warrior on YouTube that pulled this out. So just credit to him. I think he comes in for a moment as well throughout here. But listen to uh, some of the language here. Her argument to do what she's attempting to do, which is theft under any other circumstance. We will call this attempted theft if the black male went up to the white female who paid for her opportunity to utilize the device and he decided to grab it and try to take it. We will call that clearly attempted theft. So let's call it as it is. The mayor of Edinburgh, North Carolina calling her a pregnant. Yeah, check this out. So he brings on a guy who calls her a white, uh, no, sorry, a pregnant thug, right? The white part, of course, is so that's that, that's unspoken in this particular term, but it's, of course, referenced in every other sentence. So essentially, he's calling her a white pregnant thug, this guy. And he's a mayor in North Carolina? Thug. I think these black um, black young men, specifically the one whose credit card was used to pull this this bike out of the system, uh, was attacked by a pregnant thug. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Had that been had had this been reversed, everybody would have been up in uproar about how these no. black men. No, 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 no. Every the whole establishment was on the black kid's side, essentially. But then there's still media outlets that are like just defame, defaming this woman. And yes, she's going to sue them. We've covered that before, right? Uh, this is what's reality you're living. Everything is upside down with what you're saying. No, this is the whole establishment that are instantaneously backing him. He was a young saint. This wicked Karen shows up for no reason, right? So that what universe do you live in, man? Men have no care for life or people's rights or people's property. Yeah. This is what happens when white women cry help, even when they don't deserve it. The exploitation of the word help in this case is unbelievable. The fake <laughs> tears on demand is unbelievable. She should be tried for endangering her fetus, her unborn fetus. She put that child in danger because had that had the young man re reacted in a different way when she pushed him for something that he's already used his resources to pay for, it would have been a whole different situation. So she right. should be liable not just for battery on him, but the 
the attempt the battery that she could have caused that fetus. And so listen to that. He's basically admitting saying that because she's antagonizing this young black wonderful entrepreneur that just wanted his bike, right? Her, she is to blame because she did things that might have caused him to turn violent against her. That's what he's saying. He's admitting like a, a, a violent action could have been spurred. And if that happened, it would have been still her fault. <laughs> of course, we we don't even have to go through the like the receipts is out. She rented the bike. People are, this has continued like for days and days after this uh, thing that that's the video here with actual actual justice warrior, that guy going into showing screenshots of the black uh, guy's sister that that showed these on on a TikTok video and stuff like that but all, no matter how you twist and turn this it all proves like the 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 white pregnant thug the menace to society here had rented this bike it was hers to take and they tried to take it from her and and so that's why she screamed for help uh but what's interesting here now is that she has threatened to sue and so Rashard Ritchie had to backtrack and 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 issue an apology. This is this is gold. I think he's there's a little portion here in the beginning of this one of him uh, defaming her again, and and then we'll bring up the uh, the issue of of him uh, uh, backtracking. And essentially, I think must have been TYT that basically told her her like, okay, she's bringing on a, a, an attorney. They're suing media probably to cover their asses maybe he did it you know individually himself decided like okay i gotta backtrack this could turn ugly so let's let, let me apologize for this let, let's i have the full background on this karen the karenicity is unbelievable put up the picture we got her name where she works her boss i want to remind you of a couple of things so he wanted to dox her too that notable here right we got her name we know where she works oh my god this white thug right this is this was the narrative that he drove on his show for for a number of days things that happened in this video obviously it is telling right you know she said and i quote you are hurting my fetus my unborn child did you all hear that part she said that why did she say that because that bolsters her argument to do what she's attempting to do which is theft under any other circumstance. We will call this attempted theft if the black male went up to the white female who paid for her opportunity to utilize the device and he decided to grab it and try to take it. We will call that clearly attempted theft. Several days. So that, that's the portion again to reiterate that. But then listen to what he says afterwards. This is hilarious. But I want to make it very clear. What we do here is opinion commentary. Sometimes that opinion can be incorrect, but it doesn't mean it was developed nor presented in bad faith. Oh, no, no, of course, and it when wasn't bad. We were just operating on the, on all the available evidence. We didn't we didn't run to conclusions. We sat down calmly, looked through all the evidence and realized, oh, my God, clearly the trends in the past indicate that white pregnant women uh, are clearly the ones harassing uh, young black males, a, a gang of them, in fact, right? It was a whole, how many, with four or five or something like that. That's 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 obviously the norm here. So statistically, that's probably what happened again. Yes, that's, that's how Richard Ritchie uh, over at TYT argued about this. There's a moment like this. I can't speak for everybody else, I can speak for me. But there's a moment like this, I will always look into this camera and let you know specifically 
that I am sorry for getting it wrong because I give a <laughs> damn about getting it right. Oh, of course. And so you, you give a damn about giving it right. No, the reason why you're doing this is you're afraid of a lawsuit. That's the only reason you're doing this. You're trying to cover your ass. Cut, you're running with your tail behind your legs away. That's what this is. <laughs> In shame. And it's a sweet, it's a sweet watching this. <laughs> Ma'am, once again, I apologize. All right, guys. So all right, that's from another video. Say he apologized for that. Can you believe that? That's why sometimes I guess it's right to go the litigious route, eh? We'll see what happens, what comes with that. I think we played it in the latest Western Warrior show. If you want to check out that segment, we did a little bit of a of a follow up here to the um, oh the bike Karen, you know, kind of thing. Um, and, but it's incredible how how quickly this unfolds now how quickly a person's life can be ruined by something like this. You could be 100% in the wrong. People will not care. And the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like the, the, the just the buildup around this, right? I think she had to go like into hiding. She was fired from her job. It just went on and on and on. And people on Twitter, it was like, she works here, you know, to her, to her, um, employers they're tweeting at them and stuff and you do want to employ this racist and stuff hopefully like all of that will be restored if she even wants to work there anymore she should just, hopefully she can make millions and just move on for, for her life she can become an a pro-white activist <laughs> start helping people that are trying to make sure that women and men for that matter too or children never find themselves in a situation like this because as scott adams says we can't live like this just get the hell away right all right, that's funny, right? It's a funny twist, twist and turn on the story there. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, maybe next time it says thirteen pregnant white women commit sixty percent of the bike theft. That's that's, that's right. Absolutely, uh, we we know that for a fact. It's a huge problem, menace to society. That's that's the white pregnant pregnant woman right there. Uh, we have. Uh, 1980 Chrysler Cordoba. Thanks for all your past and future hard work for us. Thank you for your support, everybody. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for everybody out there supporting the show. Members, you know, producers and stuff like that. We appreciate you guys. So thank you so much. All right. So uh, let's play this one. Is it just a general kind of little segment here on some of the crazy uh, anti-white stuff, right? And I wanted to play, uh, yeah, this is to do with replacement now, but now there's a bipartisan bill uh, that is designed to offer path to legal residence, residency for undocumented migrants. And of course, right now in the U.S. on the southern border, there is an ongoing invasion. It's at the likes of the kind of 2014-15 migrant crisis, as they call it in Europe, although that's never that's never quieted down. That's basically continued. Um, and now it's just like a, a huge surge on the U.S. southern border. I forget who this is. Um, maybe Chad remember who this is. It's some, she a senator or congresswoman or something. I forget, but she's talking about this here, this bill that they want to introduce. Uh, again, in the in the replacement effort. It, it's Yes, it's new voters coming in for the Democrats. That's how they run the show. The, 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 the Swedish, Social Democrats do the same in Sweden. This is their tactic. You team up with a vulnerable minority ethnic group that you're bringing in and then have them vote for you, know, for you and keep them in, in perpetual power. That's how they do it. But it's also, of course, about the, uh, the, the, the larger agenda of basically just making white people a minority uh, in our uh, countries and thereby taking away any kind of collective 
uh, power from us at all. Here's the woman here. I don't want anyone, listen to me well, I don't want anyone to confuse amnesty with dignity. This is not amnesty. Amnesty is what the undocumented have right now and have had for 30 years. Free roads, free schools, free hospitals. In the dignity law, everyone pays for their ride. If you have been here for five years and you do not have a criminal record, you will be able to go on the dignity status for seven years. You will not be deported. You will not lose your assets. You can work anywhere in the country. You will pay taxes. And if you are on payroll, a new levy of 1.5 withholding called the dignity levy will be held from your paycheck. Anyway, you're paying right now 7% if you're on payroll and you will never see that money again. So right now it's only 1.5. You can go home for Christmas or can go home for, to visit your family. You will not have access to any government program and will have to buy your own health insurance. You will pay $700 a year for seven years and that adds up to around $5,000. Dignity will bring you out of the shadow to, to live a very dignified life in this country, the promised land. <laughs> so th this is an attempt, I assume, to just like come, yeah, if you're illegal, come into the system, become part of it, operate here, get them residency. Again, it's, it's of course to turn all those illegal millions of potential voters for them into Democrat voters. I mean, that's like, uh, and, and again, it's I'm not trying to say, well, that means, you know, vote for the GOP and that's better, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're also for replacement. They just want legal, slower replacement, essentially. So there's no difference between them. Uh, it is the uniparty. But anyway, this is absolutely crazy, right? Um, so with that in mind, uh, absolutely correctly, we had Matt Walsh upping his rhetoric a little bit. Good, good for him for, for doing that. Uh, regarding calling diversity an anti-white conspiracy theory. It is, it, it's fascinating, though, in one way. It's like I'm glad that he's mentioning this, obviously. So let me just be very clear about that, first of all. I'm glad he's talking about this. In a way, I don't care that it's him talking about this. It could be essentially anybody. But then there's this part of me feeling a little bit that, like, is he trying to get ahead of the curve? I mean, partially you could say, yes, maybe it's because people... Um, like us and many others have, have put the pressure on for these conservatives to kind of, you know, remain relevant of sorts. They have to uh, step up to the to the next level, right? Um, so that's ultimately like jo job well done, you know. What I mean, in, in a sense, but I still don't fully trust the guy because of partially because of who's <laughs> his bosses, right? Ben Shapiro, and it's like, will they? I mean, he will never touch the third rail. But will they get? There's certainly people that have gotten banned from major social media platforms and 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 other services such as YouTube and stuff for just basically exposing the anti-white agenda. Will they? Or 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 is Matt Walsh under the protection, as uh, Susan Wojcicki said, right? The Ben Shapiro will meet the guidelines, you know, kind of thing. I think I think they have their own individual YouTube channel as well. So you know, it might just be him that's taken down and not the others or whatever, right? But anyway, so this is what he. Uh, let me uh, pull up the volume here. This is what he said. Uh, on his show. Where are we? Here we are. Okay, let's start. Well, I'm concerned too. And my concern is this, that um, if, you, if you still have any confusion about what these diversity initiatives actually are, well, this should clear it up. 
Diversity absolutely means anti-white. That's what it means. All diversity initiatives are anti-white initiatives. Anytime you hear about any kind of diversity initiative anywhere, whether it's in government, in corporations, uh, in any institution at all, it is an anti-white initiative. Diversity is an anti-white conspiracy. And you can clip that and cut it and post it on Twitter because I know you will, because that's what it is. 100%. Um, and if you ever doubt Correct. it, well, here you go. <clears throat> that is officially... Oh, where is it? I gotta, I gotta create a new uh, shortcut. It's officially checked, checked. That's right. Because the diversity chief at Uber tried to do one thing. Okay, host one event. This was one session, it's part of a series, where they were talking all about diversity and all the ways that uh, quote unquote people of color are victimized. And in the middle of that series, just one session, one little event, where she she tepidly suggested that hey, you know. Maybe we also shouldn't use racial slurs against white people. Maybe. You know, maybe we shouldn't do that. And yeah, they want to just do that. that one time. And she was fired for it. The, uh, the black and Hispanic workers were offended. They were offended by it. Yes, they were offended. So, of course, much kvetching and outrage about this clip here. Uh, Jason S. Campbell, uh, who is a senior researcher at Media Matters for America, Mitha, uh, he tweeted this out. Daily Wire's Matt Walsh, diversity is an anti-white conspiracy. <clears throat> Good stuff. And then he says, look at the follow-up tweet here. Not long ago, this kind of language would only be found in some 4chan abyss. Now, it's just standard mainstream conservative talking points <laughs> it's like yes exactly that's what we wanted it to be and i don't try to tout my own horn here but i i just i remember we're sitting when we started talking about this in 2013 14 i mean more like actively we had done shows on how multiculturalism wrecking nations we've done shows on uh zionism back in 2010 but it wasn't like you know kind of as much as we did you know, around 20, I forget, 13, 14, something like that, 15 maybe. Um, we kind of transitioned a little bit. But I just kind of just covered this shit because it's like, all right, like they're destroying us. They're destroying our country. They're destroying our civilization. Uh, these people are crazy. They're anti-white, uh, you know, shits. And we got to expose them. And we said that, give it give it 10 years and, and you'll have more or less, you're going to, you're going to have these kinds of things that we talked about back then, mainstream talking points. And it's not that Matt Walsh is the representative for like mainstream conservatives, but it's, it's a sign that that ilk is going in that direction. I mean, Matt Walsh, he's, he's, I'd, I'd say he's conservative ink. He's, he's a little bit more, a little bit more edgy, you know, kind of like, uh, but, the, but that's what, that's what, um, we wanted. And that's good. And, and the, of course, reply uh, to Jason S. Campbell here is, yeah, what, what, what in the world could have, ha what happened? <laughs> what, what, what in the world is the reason why people like Matt Walsh and many other conservatives now are talking about this? What could be, what could be, what could be happening in the world? That's causing these these crazy racist, white supremacist, white nationalist, national socialist 
racist bigots on on shows like Daily Wire talking about this now? Is it could could there be? I don't know. Could there be? Maybe there's something happening in the world. Uh, maybe it's observable facts in front of your eyes. You get these people to just flood into your countries. Maybe that, maybe that's what it is. And then you realize, yes, it's a voting block, but also uh, they're here to replace us. Hmm. Yeah, someone said, debunk it then. Why is diversity being pushed on white nations and white nation nations only? No one says Africa is too black and needs more diversity. That's right. It's we we got them by the the fucking balls. <laughs> these people. These, there's nothing they can. They're trying to act shocked. It's like, oh my god, what is he's not allowed to say this. <clears throat> well, he is, and he's saying it, and so is other people, many other people, and more will say it. What are you going to do now, huh, Jason? And of course, their their reply is, well, let's let's try to ban them, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Some of these activists and what they do, and and uh, the methods they use and stuff like that. The most insidious, disgusting, just creatures and cretins that we we're dealing with here uh, to try to destroy. Uh, people's lives to talk about. Not only, not even this, but just even, nor- even normie conservatives to a certain extent. Uh, all right, so another crazy clip for you here. Uh, of course, of them uh, ramping up the rhetoric. As we know, everything is white supremacy. Everything is is uh, uh, white people bad. And here's another one. Uh, three meals a day comes from white supremacy and colonialism. Hmm. Okay, maybe everyone but me knew this, but I just learned from the book I'm reading, I'll put it right here, um, that the three meals a day thing, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, is from colonialism and white supremacy. That when the European colonizers came and saw the indigenous people eating when they were hungry, they were like, they're savages, they're uncivilized. Because the white Europeans differentiated themselves from animals who would graze for their food when they were hungry by setting distinct meal times that correlated with time of day. And so that is why we eat three meals a day instead uh, of just eating when we're hungry. Because the colonizers thought that that resembled animals too much. <laughs> What's the book there? I'm trying to see. This book I'm reading, Refusing Compulsory Sexuality, A Black Asexual Lens on Our Sex-Obsessed Culture by Sharonda J. Brown. Fantastic. Incredible stuff, folks. Yes, three day. I mean, they will try to corner you by like eating meat is white supremacy. Uh, if you don't eat the bugs, you're a racist. You know, like the, you, all of this is, is coming, but it's like the more the harder they push and the more effort they put into trying to demonize people again. I mean, it's like you could argue the, re- the reason why a Matt Walsh have raised these issues is because the the far left anti-white progressive cultural Marxist lunatics started calling even normie conservatives uh, Nazis essentially. <laughs> it was like I'm not a Nazi. I'm going to prove it. You know, kind of thing. And then eventually I was like, oh, okay, you can't reason with these people. There's no point. They've they're simply just gone insane. Uh, and they kind of pushed these people, I think, into into um, into a corner in the sense that they had to defend themselves of sorts. Uh, and now it's gone from being defensive to going on the offensive a little bit. Well, it's it's quite not there yet. We'll see what happens, right? Uh, but yeah, the interesting thing is, is you know, how, how Ben Shapiro will deal with Emmett Walsh if he, if he kind of continues that natural progression that he seems to at least maybe reluctantly and may, and yes it's delayed there were people brought some of these things to his attention several years ago there's been some leaked clips with him talking about 
you know, how Anglos are going extinct, like back from, you know, 10 years ago, I think, or something. So he's known this. Uh, and and I'm personally not, I'm, I, I think it's okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to go after a guy like this, or I wouldn't anyway. He's, I mean, it's good. It's a net positive. I'm saying that. But I'm saying if he wants to do this on his terms and he has a timetable, a scale, and he's trying to, you know, bring his audience with him and stuff, that's fine. I'm not going to like, you need to talk about all these things that I do on day one. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like that, you know, kind of thing. If he wants to take his time with it, that's totally fine. If you have a strategy here of how he does this, as long as you're doing it, you know, as long as, as long as it happens eventually, uh, kind of thing. All right. Um, so that's good. I think that's a, uh, that's definitely a net uh, net positive, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so while we're on this topic, then we have some on misinformation later. I have the I have a tweet on the yeah how they're targeting conservatives. It's all kind of floating you know together a little bit here, but that's fine. Um, quickly because of course George, the George Floyd thing have have of course been participatory or or at least uh, a, a contribution. I should say, maybe even a, a huge contribution of sorts, depending on how you look at it, um, of of driving that anti-white agenda of sorts, right? And everything, you know, how everything is white supremacy, right? Everything is white supremacy, and oh my God, I can't believe it. Uh, and it escalated, not George Floyd. It escalated with taking down statues and stuff like that. So, so and I thought there had been already other independent autopsy reports out i could be i maybe i'm misremembering that again i didn't there's so many people covering this that i just uh, like okay there's other people covering it good let them do it i think i think we know what happened i mean i soon as soon as it was revealed that he was like high on fentanyl and stuff and he realized that you they couldn't reproduce what had happened there um Darren Chauvin is like much lighter than that guy, and you know, all those things, right? He was like, okay, this is kind of a done deal. Again, as usual, media is, is exaggerating this. The left is driving a narrative here uh, to, to create an anti-white environment, essentially, right? But anyway, so here's Matt Wallace here. Breaking news, George Floyd, full autopsy released, says no life-threatening injuries identified, and reveals high levels of multiple additional toxic drugs on top of the fentanyl that was initially reported. So I, I, I assume it is brand spanking new then, uh, which is fascinating. No life-threatening injuries identified. What did it take this long? No facial oral mucosal, 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 I think it is, or conjunctival pet... <laughs> Shit, I'm going to butcher this here. Pet... Pechiae, this is obviously a medical language here. No injuries of anterior muscles or neck or laryng laryngeal structures. Larynx, I guess that's related to, right? The what voice box area, throat area. No scalp soft tissue, skull or brain injuries. No chest wall soft tissues injuries, blah, blah, blah. Rib, no rib fractures other than a single rib fractured from CPR. Okay, interesting. Vertebrae column injuries or visceral injuries. Okay, and then there's testing, the vi viral testing, uh, hemoglobin and toxicology report, fentanyl. There's a number of other ones you can see, you can read, you can pause if you want to go through the whole thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what can I say? Imagine my shock. We're going to get Henrik into med school yet. Someone says, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, no. <laughs> In English, I don't think so. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, but imagine my shock. 
um, it turned it more, more, even more lies and narratives driven by the media before they have all the results. So, does th- with, with this in consideration, will charges against Derek Chauvin be changed? Will, will something come out as a consequence of this or, or alter? Um, I think last I remember he was he was appealing. I think. I'm not sure what, you know, if it's going to go to the highest court uh, in the land or what's going to happen with the case. Uh, but I think if I rem- remember correctly, I haven't followed up in a while, but uh, I think they were appealing the case and stuff. And so surely things like this, it's amazing that it's taken this long. That's what's so weird about it, right? This should have been out immediately to like, you know, quiet things down. But then you realize there's a bunch of corrupt people all along the way. This whole apparatus is there to just like inflict as much damage as possible after this. Uh, so anyway, that is uh, some interesting, <laughs> interesting news. Uh, so let me see here. Here's the here's another one. Check this out. There's a couple of clips in this one too. But at the Heritage Foundation uh, are talking about uh, that they've exposed. Uh, well, is not the MRC. The MRC dug up this information. The Media Research Center dug up, has uncovered, and it's being exposed to all this, has uncovered uh, a Department of Homeland Security anti-terrorism program that's been weaponized against, I think, largely normie conservatives. 80 grants and 300, uh, sorry, 39, rather, 0.6 million dollars, taxpayer dollars later. Here's a look at how Joe Biden and Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas are outsourcing their efforts to conflate conservatives with terrorists. Fascinating. The pyramid of far-right radicalization. Here we go. <laughs> Prager you in there. This is funny. Prager you is it's it's funny when these normie Antifa people are like, it's it's the Rubin report and, and <laughs> turning point USA and the Prager. Is Daily Wire in there? I don't think Daily Wire is in there, actually. Is it? All right. Anyway, this is that's funny. I, in a way, I think they are correct in the sense that sometimes leftists are more uh, more honest in a way. But it's just it, what they're saying is that they all oh, this should they think it's like an intentional step pyramid that's built so people can step up it and just get more and more radicalized. When of course we know it's just basically different levels of like truth like it's it's going in this direction i mean it, obviously there's problems with prager you and fox news and stuff but what they're complaining on is people who are exposed to some of their material m- not always but for, but for, in the most case that they get more and more right wing <laughs> as they learn and this, as they progress there's some people that probably get stuck in there like, they're fine with breitbart news and maga stuff and you know that's it they, they won't go any further kind of thing so i'm not saying that that's true always but i'm saying they're upset in the in the fact that people are like if you understand that, like you're under threat, and it's like, oh, what about the economics? And we have to, uh, you know, have, bring back individualism. And then eventually, you know, the Lolbatarian is like, wait a minute, this is not going to work. This is not strong enough. And it's like, shit, we have to collect- collectivize. And these people are trying to like exterminate our people. They're like anti, they're Europhobes, they're anti-white. And then they, of course, if you have that rhetoric, then you're considered a Nazi, you know, kind of thing. Um, so it, it's not 100% wrong. But it's funny when they then equate a, as you can see here, JBS and the GOP and PragerU and Turning Point with they're just like part of the same pyramid 
uh, as I guess what do they have there? This is probably a few years ago now. They have yeah, AIM in there. They have Kekistan stuff, Daily Stormer, NPI is in there. Uh, National Action, I think it looks like at the top there too. That's like a banned UK organization, right? Isn't that what, what that is? Um, okay. Uh, University of Dayton is one of the most radical grant recipients for this program, receiving a whopping $352,000 to fight what they call domestic violent extremism and hate movements. Biden's Department of Homeland Security awarded the grant despite their application, including this fallacious chart. Here's how the seminars went. One of the first seminars featured Department of Homeland Security's agent Joseph Mast. Mastalix, who emphasized their whole of society approach means at the department, um, their, sorry, let me tell you, <laughs> who emphasized their whole of society approach means at Department of Homeland Security, we only support locals lead. This suggests those DHS chooses to fund are compatible with their vision of leading on anti-terrorism. Some screenshots from their presentation here. Uh, whole of society approach. We've heard them drop that term a number of times too. One of the those local leaders at is the University of Cincinnati, Cincinnati researcher M. Lodenthal. His full name is Michael Lodenthal, who of course gone on to uh, lock his Twitter account. I assume it's because of this thread, but I'm not sure. Who? presented the, the pyramid of far-right radicalization in a seminar with Agent Mastalix. So this is this is Department of Homeland Security. This is like far-left Antifa lunatics that are working at the Department of Homeland Security. So we're going to fi- find out why Mallorcas brings, you know, pivots in this direction, uh, why Department of Homeland Security is talking about white, you know, supremacy being the greatest terrorist threat and stuff like that. Well, it's because they have people like this on the... On the inside, this is estab- these are like established government views. I, I assume now. Then these people are representatives of that group talking in these terms. Here he is at one of the seminars, telling the audience a lot of what he's doing and advising is I- and advising is illegal. Listen a little bit here. To go back to to, to your question about what can liberals do, and, and I feel like it's a trite and, and you know simple answer, but you can give money. That's always really appreciated. Uh, we have legal defense funds because we get in trouble. A lot of the things we're doing are illegal, right? What I'm saying, what I'm telling you, a lot of it is involves breaking the law. Huh. And this is what the FBI will say. I've had many conversations with the FBI about this. To go back to... to- oh, no, interesting. Okay. <clears throat> but of course, nothing nothing is being done about that. You're still uh, there, presumably. Uh, it's all fine. He also boasts about how so-called anti-fascists can pressure service providers to kick people off if enough leftists decide individuals or organizations like the Heritage Foundation, Breitbart News, PragerU, or TPUSA are radical or white supremacists. Now, I think the Heritage Foundation kind of brings this up because they're like, well, we're not that, so this is kind of, this is inaccurate, and they're targeting us and putting us in the same bracket as as Nazis, you know, kind of thing. Um, but then you realize also, like, okay, sure, they exaggerate and 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 you know, drive up the narrative about other groups that, yes, might be more to the right or more radical or more, um, uh, maybe they see this in, in a more urgent light than the Heritage Foundation does. But the but the problem is, okay, you don't see yourself like that, but your enemies does. It, it doesn't really matter what what you do. Like, those who, who see you as an enemy, 
they are projecting onto you what they think you are. <clears throat> and it, it doesn't mean you have, they have to change their behavior or do something different with the work that they do at the Heritage Foundation. And again, it's like, sure, do what you do, that's fine. But where it becomes problematic is is if they like, well, we're not with we're not with those bad guys over there. You know, mo that's more to the right of us. Just don't even mention it. Then you might not agree with even their policies, but just don't mention it. You don't see Hillary Clinton going out and denouncing co far communists for supporting her campaign, or or you know, the the, the Antifa people. They're ultimately are like backing up Joe Biden or whatever. Yeah, like you don't see him like, oh, I'm going to distance myself from these far left radicals. You don't you don't see that. You know what I mean? Here's a little bit more here of him talking about getting people kicked off. And of course, this is standard procedure. This is the normal MO. This is just how they do things, right? Um, and with things like we took into account earlier, talking about the corporate equality initiative or ESGs, or somehow, you know, there's it's BlackRock putting pressure here. You gotta approve what you've done for diversity and equity and inclusion or environment. Uh, as social or governments governance, you got to issue your reports all the time, and so you know a PayPal or a, a Venmo or, or whatever you know whatever it is, an Amazon banning book title. They can they can show and point to look at what we did. We got rid of all these bad people, you know, kind of thing. So listen to what he says here. So what do anti-fascists do with this info? And again, I, I just kind of implied, but um, and, and I'm not saying that everyone pictured as anti-fascist. So I'm, I'm, I'm speaking more generally about deplatforming. But you know, we contact employers, landlords, commanding officers, school officials, family, clergy. Family is a tricky one, but but it, it is it is important. Uh, and we pressure service providers. And by pressure, I don't mean like intimidate and threaten. I just mean like let them know that this is what's being done. And typically on a kind of 2021 CYA, I want to you know appear like a loving social justice corporation, people uh -huh. will kick people off. So yeah, what, there it is, right? And C CYA, let me take that part. I don't part mean like out. intimidate and threaten. I just mean like let them know that this is what's being done. And typically on a kind of 2021 CYA, I want to you know appear like a loving social justice corporation. Do they have that uh, chat? Help me if you know CYA. Is it an obvious? Is it an obvious like it? It feels like it's a, it's an ESG DEI type of thing. That's what it's referencing, right? But I just cannot think of the abbreviation right now. CIA, right? But anyway, um, presumably it's the, it's the same type of thing, right? But look, look at this: uh, contact employers, landlords, like that. They want you homeless, starving on the streets, and they think somehow that they are, of course, the they're the moral ones for doing all this stuff. Oh, look at this person. He's a bad Nazi, you see? So we can do whatever the hell we want to these people. Uh, again, this is what I'm talking about. There has to be legal consequences, even for the companies that have that have bowed to this pressure. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there should be an investigation of Operation Choke Point. And again, if it, if it does, just go back to the topic we opened with, if it's a DeSantis that opens up this as an investigation, or a Trump, or a, I don't know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., whoever, I don't care about that. But someone on this damn level needs to move in this direction and actually get something done. I don't trust DeSantis, of course. I don't trust Trump either. He's more interested about hanging, handing over the Golan Heights to Israelis. Then he's about helping actual Americans that are like... It's it's ironic, isn't it? Right, it's like Americans are losing symbolically. You can say they're losing their their footing, right? They're being targeted and harassed by these far left activists with the backing of Department of Homeland Security and the FBI and all this crazy stuff, right? They're kicking them off from services. They're trying to get them so they can't rent, presumably. That's why they're contacting their landlords, right? 
That's how insane it is. And Trump can't just couldn't have done something about this. Operation Choke Point have been running since Obama, right? No, they didn't do anything about this. Will a DeSantis? Probably not. No one probably will. But damn it, someone needs to. That's the thing. Someone needs to. They they just cannot go on like this. It's just going to get worse and worse. And let's not even get started on the CBDC part of this, right? The once they have that locked in, holy shit, then it's it's that's a nightmare, right? We can't have people like this. And if nothing else, we can't live in a society that's dominated by these people, right? We just we just can't do it. If that means us setting something up our, ourselves, that's what it has to be. Um, <laughs> we, have to, we have to make our own country to get out. That's what it is, you know, kind of thing. Um, presumably, we can, we can make our own corporations. We can make our own infrastructure. Someone said not even parallel economy, but perpendicular economy, which I think was a was a good term. That's what we that's what we need. That's isolated from this kind of AIDS, commie, anti-white bullshit like this. Um, yeah, cunning drawts, uh, drawer, I think it is, uh, says uh, C- CYA stands for cover your ass, as in protect yourself from incoming lawfare. Oh, okay, okay, thanks. Okay, so it was not one of those. But okay, the principle kind of is there. Um, yeah, because it was, because under things like Operation Choke Point, uh, first I understand it, they kind of handed over, it was like the government handing it over the responsibility to banks and other institutions are basically saying you if we if you for some reason are caught doing business with somebody that we consider to be a bad person i mean there was like an actual terrorist under the all this was put in place after 9 11 right so all of this is like um war on terror type of stuff right patriot act stuff like that that that's when this comes into to fruition and as people said this will be turned on americans and now it has right so here we are um but it would basically be like it's under that same thing like okay you have to you can kick people off now you get full legal uh leeway you get free hands to 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 have activists inside of your own corporations and banks that can just kick people off and you won't get in trouble in fact this will be required by you uh you will be responsible if you do business with somebody that we don't like if we target them so then they're like oh shit okay well let's uh, let's get rid of everybody we don't like then what's kind of the response of sorts to that, right? They got under Operation Choke Point, you get where like people who sell guns get lost their payment processors and things like that. Um, porn have, have, of course, continued, right? That's not really been a big issue. Uh, there's even like child sex trafficking on some of these sites. They have not lost, they have not been banned by some of the major banks. It was a little bit of a movement on, on Pornhub a while ago, but uh, they, of course, I, I think, as far as I remember, they found other alternatives right away and they're they're fine, you know, kind of thing. Uh, no, it's just normal, regular uh, people, whether they're nationalists or uh, even conservatives, patriots, you know, that uh, that lost their ability to do business because of pressure from uh, groups like this. Absolutely uh, insane. Uh, Zyafri says national protection, fiscal common sense thrown to the wind. Politicians just want to hold into uh, hold on to power at our expense. The U.S. can't take care of its own people, vets, etc. That's true. Rotten U.S. foreign policy, regime change ops, supporting corrupt foreign governments creates refugees worldwide. Yeah, it does that too. That's that's part of the that's part of the game plan. Disrupt internationally, um, create problems in other countries, and then you know. But the, you think it's like if this was driven from a point of view that they're like, oh, they hate these people, then these same governments wouldn't let them in. You know, kind of thing. Uh, it's 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 a neocon that like starts the war, right? That's the uniparty stuff again, the South run in, in America at least. 
the neocons start the war and then the progressive democrat left party is like oh we got to open our borders to to more iraqis now after they invade but yeah that's how they that's how they play the game uh Saffrey again says israel a stolen land using apartheid system ethnic cleansing doesn't want doesn't anyone uh, doesn't want anyone in palestine just jews no refugees for them that's right nothing for israel Nothing in Zyre controlled media about Israel's blocking diversity. Strange diversity for you, not for the meaning Israel. No, of course not. Um, wasn't there another one of those recently that was, I forget what it was, but it was like some cl clear cut example of, the, I forget exactly what the media was dealing with this topic in some kind of capacity. And it was just like, in one breath, they're like attacking Europe for not opening their borders more, and then they're like praising Israel for like how how great it is and their behavior and stuff. It's I, I forget what it was, but something recently. Um, uh, Cunning drawer again says the SDG also affects the stock value, and activists can charge the score or change the score of companies that don't comply, squeezing the stockholders. Yeah, SDG, um, yeah, sustainable development goals. Absolutely, yep. And they all sign on. That's what. The, that's still the you know, the weird thing about this, right? Isn't that that they still sign on? And it has to be some like internal pressure. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of these people they go whether it's the Bilderberg meeting or down to the Masonic Lodge after or whatever it is, right? They 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 pat each other on the back. These people. There's a there's a. It, it's not a handful of people, maybe. But more power and influence are being consolidated all the time into fewer and fewer hands. It's not hard for these people to just like say, "Oh, you know, this this is what we're doing now." Like, right? "Oh, order came from, you know, Vanguard, Vance, uh, BlackRock, or Vanguard, and and this is what we're doing now. We're we're moving in this direction." I I still think it's it's intricately connected to the Great Reset reset effort that at the time Prince Charles first launched during the, one of the World Economic Forums. We've talked about that a number of times, right? And they mentioned that about the economy. I've made this point before, but basically, because of the collapse of population growth, eventually here, it's not happening overnight, but eventually we're, we're going to start losing populations and things that at least we used to have are going to go in an opposite direction, right? Certain types of trends and stuff like that. And one of them, of course, is the debt-based economic system, right? Just bring in the meat, just more people taking out loans, mortgages. Let's just, let, let's just keep that going. Even if the government like literally hands money to the incoming people to, to help them to like, you know, start up in the system. That's still seen as like, oh, it's growing, it's going good. There's confidence on the stock market kind of thing. I think they know that that's over. That, whether it's happening tomorrow or, or, or 10 years from now, it, it's coming to a close at some point, whether it's a massive collapse or if they just kind of transition nicely over into a CBDC system and kind of write off debts or whatever they do, some kind of global currency. Who knows what direction this will go? But um, that's that's what they want to do. And they want to overhaul the capitalist, you know, kind of traditional financial system. And, and, and getting away from, you know, the current, like, you know, debt-based type economy. And they've said openly, you know, now King Charles at that time, Prince Charles had mentioned this, uh, Klaus Schwab is talking about this, many other people at BlackRock and Vanguard talks about this, basically turning nature itself into the as asset classes. Like, they, they want that to be the value. And you, you look, you could argue kind of thing, like, well, at least then it's based on something or whatever, you know, kind of thing. But it's like, why not gold or a gold standard or you know something like that? No. But anyway, the problem though with that 
is that they're going to start trading these asset classes on the stock exchange. So, so processes in nature, such as power plant grows or, or, or a tree or the photosynthesis, right? They're going to take, they're going to portion certain segments of land off and say, this has a value of, and they, whether that, how they come up with that number or arbitrarily or whatever, they're going to do stuff like that. I talked about it in one of the videos I made. And I'm going to say here, so here's, this is, this is worth money, right? Because it's doing things, right? Whether it's the water on this piece of land or the trees grows and stuff like that. Or you can grow food on this piece of land and therefore it's worth money, blah, blah, blah. That's like a new, they want to overhaul the economic system and, and, and put nature at the center of it. But at some point, you know that they're going to start doing things like, well, then we need to update nature. Well, why is not this piece of land uh, producing more trees or whatever it is, right, that we can cut down and turn into paper or uh, the photosynthesis process here uh, can be improved by uh, genetically altering these kinds of things. It, it's commodifying nature. It's it's putting a uh, it's putting it on the stock market, which I think is like an ultimate expression of like, if you will, then neo like the the end game of neoliberal capitalism in a, in a way, uh, which is insane. But I think that's the direction wh where they're going. Yeah, sustainable development goals. It's it's all part of that great reset overhaul of the, of the monetary system, the financial system. Uh, Zyofri says uh, we're looking at forum back back. Uh, backing, sort of World Economic Forum backing slash pushing this SGDs. Uh, SDGs, social justice, climate change are different tools in the totalitarian model. Tight they're tightening the New World Order grip. Only two classes, super rich and serfs. That's 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 about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a low status grunt race. And then it's a uh, a super, you know, like an archon-like, you know, like longevity uh, genetic engineering updates on themselves. They'll merge with machines and stuff. Uh, they 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 think they're superhumans. These people and they're, they're going to set themselves. They're doing this as an insurance policy. I've said that before. The part of the reason, whether even if they believe in like climate change or not, I think they've realized like we can't have like all these people live in you know uh, you know five bedroom houses and so there's too much resources and it's depletion and it's bad you know kind of thing. So for us to insure that we can still drive our yachts and, and you know, eat the finest of, of, you know, filet mignons and caviar and, you know, special, uh, you know, flown in from a river in Russia, whatever it is, super fancy high-end Japanese sushi, whatever they want to have, right? Any kind of uh, Victoria's Secret models on a, on a conveyor belt coming, flowing in like it's some kind of ice wide shut ritual or something like, they want to have all those things and I'm going to continue living in that kind of capacity. And they've realized, it's oh well, it's too many people. We're, we can't offer them these things. They need to get in the pod and eat the bugs, so we can continue with our lifestyle that we want. Right? That's what this is about. All right. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, so that's the heritage. It continues here a little bit too. Um, celebrate deplatforming on those on the right. Not surprised. I'm going to secrets, and we manufacture a lot of infighting. That's real effective. Oh. Um, and that's much more effective to paralyze organizations than exposing Johnny. Because when Johnny leaves, he'll be filled by someone else. So we try to really focus organizational. Basically, deplatforming is denying far-right fascist folk any sort of public sphere access. Um, you know, denying them the ability to speak. Because the belief is, the argument is that uh, hate speech 
is more than speech. It's materiality, it's organizing, it's mobilization. It's not an exchange of ideas in the marketplace and the best one wins, it's something else. It's the strategic deployment of organizational energy and power. And so to deny people that, to shut down their websites, to close their meetings, to physically prevent them from assembling in public. This is the belief. I don't think it's any secret. Say so we manufacture a lot of infighting. That's yeah. Uh, yep. Of course I do. I, I this is the kind of level gay ops that you see with like um, Cass Sunstein, right? That's a classic that people reference uh, of how they kind of destroyed the 9-11 truth movement from the inside. And a lot of that was just about dropping those seeds and clues, saying we're going to put so many agents in the 9-11 truth movement. Of course, they might have done that, and they probably did that. But the point was, they just mentioned it. And and day two after that, it was like complete deterioration, right? Of uh, I'm just using the 9-11 truth movement as an example of, of, of like seeing how how quickly it can deteriorate, but a lot of people were kind of somewhat pushing in the same direction or whatever. Uh, there was still, you know, people fighting, or, you know, no planes or planes or nothing, but, you know, what? and I'm not even getting involved in that, doesn't matter. The point is, like, you always have factions, right? But if overall people, whatever topic it is, pulls in the same direction, that's good. But then you have groups like this to come up and they, sh- they say, well, we can't, we've discovered that if people start questioning 9-11, all of a sudden they start questioning other things. They start questioning the open borders or why there's so many pedophiles and, you know, wh- whatever it is, right? Or pizza gate. You know, it's like, and they can't have that. So their specialty is to create infighting and problems. And that's for the most part why we stay out of that. We can criticize people. Uh, we can, you know, tell them, like, warn other people, like, hey, that's, this looks bad. Stay away from this guy kind of thing or whatever. But we don't spend, you know, like day after day, you know, in fight, bickering and fighting and spending more effort and time on, on some of these people. Even that's rare, but we, we've done it on a couple of occasions. So I'm not going to say we've never done that. But it's like, all right, this is something weird here. Like, th- this is not good. It's not productive. Stay away from these guys or, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, because ultimately, never ending infighting benefits them. And, and the guys just said it, right? He just said that. Uh, but yeah, it's the, the oh, deplatforming works, you know, kind of thing. All right. Anyway, there's more there in that thread. You get the point. It feels like this is... Um, so we had the hearing about the weaponization, the weaponization hearing in the U.S., which was which was pretty good. And to his credit, a lot of things that uh, Elon Musk did um, because his purchase with Twitter and so the Twitter files came out, that was good because a lot of stuff came out uh, during that. But it's part of that. It just feels like this is the videos and the rhetoric from this guy. And of course, they, they do live in the past. I'm not trying to say that. But if it, it feels like that presentation and some of the screenshots they included, that that's like maybe 2017 or 18, maybe even 16, to be honest. I, I could be wrong, but uh, it feels a little bit outdated. Even some of the groups on the chart here is not even on there anymore. Uh, so it's probably, uh, it's, it's probably 2018. If I put a date on it, it's 2017, 2018, probably. All right. Anyway, let me. Uh, we got a few minutes here. We can we can cover a little bit more. I wanted to play the trailer for the upcoming The Great Awakening, <clears throat> uh, which is I think we have it here too. Uh, pandemic, uh, the pl- kind of a part three, I guess, of of pandemic. Of course, I understand. 
documentary experience about the state and fate of America, the Great Awakening trailer. Let's let's take a look at this. And uh, first of all, I would say I think it's great that a lot of the frauds around COVID and all the things they did is being exposed by these guys. They're doing a great job on that. Uh, but I have a little something else I wanted to focus. I want to just look at this whole field from a little bit of a different perspective and a different lens and just note something that they bring up in the trailer and presumably it's going to be a somewhat somewhat decent part of the of the final documentary once it's out I, I assume so let's just watch it first and let's see you'll see if you can if you noticed the the thing that i'm focusing on uh, or, or want to talk a little bit about too anyway here here here's the trailer Breaking news, the president declaring a national emergency. The new stay-at-home order. We will shut you down. Don't think you can get on a plane or a train. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And we will take you to jail. We've got to get them vaccinated. Or we will keep you in a facility longer. As the world was descending into synchronized tyranny, I began to ask myself, how did they get everyone to go along with this? Obsessed with finding the answer, I began studying every moment in recorded history where masses of people acted against their own self-interest. The only mechanism that could explain what was happening in society Screw your freedom, you're a schmuck was what is usually referred to as mass formation. Here we are now with an economy in crisis, but with an incredible opportunity. Unprecedented opportunity for a reset. Your Royal Highnesses, distinguished heads of state and government, the future is built by us. We need a great reset. When they say you'll be happy, what they mean is you'll be enslaved. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Who masters those technologies will be the master of the world. Those who control the data control the future, not just of humanity, but the future of life itself. Every aspect of our life has been infiltrated by people that do not have our best interests at heart. There are forces using fear and isolation to induce mass psychosis. I don't want you to be hopeful. Environmental doom. Fires. I want you to panic. Storms. It will kill your children. <laughs> I want you to feel the fear I feel every Shut day. Up, Greta Thunberg. People are starting to wake up. Across the world. I'm seeing people come together from all walks of life, finally saying enough is enough. We didn't come here for no reason. We have a voice and we're here to share it. We have to be the solution. We cannot rely on the media, the president, or whoever to fix these problems. I would rather pick up cans on the side of the highway than to live out of alignment with my truth. We're all being driven back to the dream. As you see in the audience, Democrats, Republicans, white, black, everyone all in between. This is the example that they do not want to see, but they have no choice. The masses of humanity have been slapped awake. Open your eyes. It's time to wake up. This is the Great Awakening. People cannot go back into the matrix now. A lot of people are trying to. They can't. 
All right, so that's the uh, trailer right there. Um, so, okay, so uh, good, you know, great. Um, all this shit needs to be exposed. It, it it's the most sensible thing to do, right? So I just want I just want to mention that first, so there's no uh, misconception or or the fact that I think overall that this is a, a negative thing, right? But I notice. I noticed something which is which is interesting and that they always have to they always have to bring that in you know kind of thing and you you might you might you might guess right it's like yes they nazis and stuff because that's the mass formation you know theory that how did this happen you know kind of thing uh for, for they just woke up one day and they were crazy can i get that to play by the way let me see here ah okay let me there we go. Okay, so um, yeah, they just woke up one day and they were crazy, you know, kind of thing. That's a little bit of that mass formation theory, but a lot of it is, is the focus on on us coming coming together, right? And that's true, and I think we should and we we can do that at a certain time, which I think we saw happen here. I, it was, I think it was good generally that maybe people that normally is like are very concerned with open borders and like replacement and things like that they said i i don't i don't care i don't have a problem we'll we'll go down and we'll protest and if it's other non-white individuals in our country that's you know citizens of whatever country we'll protest against this stuff with them and that's totally that's good that's fine no problem with that but it it's interesting that ultimately that stance is is ultimately an indictment against multiculturalism overall, right? That it's only, how do I put this? It's only under the abnormal, intense pressure of a tyrannical government that is able to bring us to a point where we can unify to put differences to the side, to fight back against this insane in this case, COVID policies that were in place. And there was many other things adjacent to that. And and it's continuing, right? That there's, you know, whether it's CBDCs and stuff and certainly other things. So I'm not saying people shouldn't do that, but I, I find it fascinating. I made this point before that, you know, like terrorist attacks in Europe, for example, you saw that many times. You've seen it in Sweden and things like that too, that the horror of, of a terrorist attack and Again, nothing to do with whether it was a false flag or I'm just talking about like how the perception of how it was perceived by the people, what the media said, and then people react to that and they go out and do something, right? You actually saw in Stockholm, remember, like after the uh, the Uzbeki guy uh, took a truck and drove it over a bunch of people, including uh, some young Swedish girls and stuff like that, Ebba Okulund being one of them, right, famously. Then it turned into like a festival of love after. You guys remember that? And we've seen other such expressions before as well. That it's almost like that the tragedy and the bloodshed acts as a glue for multiculturalism, even if it's just temporarily, right? And so again, it's not nothing against the documentary or anything like that. I'm just noting it that the, this artificial togetherness that breaks from what otherwise normally, not always, but normally it's kind of a it's kind of a self segregation of sorts, right? That that norm usually can only be broken by terror or trauma or tyranny or or immense trials such as the COVID period, 
But the question is, as soon as we push back and let's say we succeed to throw off the shackles of these people, do the other normal circumstances and, and problems that we had before show up again? You know what I mean? Like, like you're not going to solve the, the gang criminality in Sweden just because you have a COVID tyranny over your head. You know what I mean? That's still kind of continued. There's still gang rapes in Sweden. There's still problems with multiculturalism, despite the fact that we have, yes, for a time, a, a common enemy to defeat. Does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying? So it's not, it's, I wrote a couple of things there. I said, this is not an endorsement of the success of multiculturalism or, or, or a multi-ethnic society. It shows what a failure it is because we're so hopelessly divided that it's only with a historically and unprecedented tyrannical overreach that some of us were able to come together to fight, right? And even the documentary makes that out. No, we're the good guys because we came together and pushed back at a time like this. And, and, and it didn't matter about race. And it's true, it's not, the COVID thing was not about race. Well, there was, <laughs> there was some anti-white things in some of the policies, uh, of course, right? They, they utilized it for the overall, you know, kind of anti-white, you know, europhobic agenda, I'd say that much. But, you know, largely it, it affected, it, they spun it that way, right? Like, oh, white people are taking all the vaccines for themselves, you know, things like that, right? So, so it was there, but it wasn't about that. It wasn't the major thing. The major thing was overhaul of, of civilization, society, kind of a trial run, right? Can we just control these people 100% by just saying it's a, it's a, uh, it's a dangerous virus out there and, and you have to comply, right? And I think that worked for a time, but it was a big movement to push back against that, right? Which is good. Um, so it does temporarily work as a social glue to to cause people to come together. But I think I think the effects wear off once we live in a society yet again that most of us think is is acceptable, and because uh, society that was created during and even after now the the COVID pandemic is unacceptable, if you ask me, right? The the, the things that they enforced on us. So it's almost as it feels like a defense mechanism a little bit of like, oh, they try to divide us, you know, whatever. Look at all of these people coming together. Where where are the anti-racists? Therefore, we're the good guys. And it's fine if they want to bring it up. Again, it's not a, a complaint on the documentary, uh, just a reflection of what a miserable, hopelessly problematic society that has been created and, and how it's divided us, by the way, too. Uh, by opening our borders and, and and stuff like that, right? So the only successful multicultural society of sorts, which this kind of underlines in a way, is a completely tyrannical one, which is fascinating, right? Where we all can join to either, either we can all join together and fight the system, with a bigger oppressor essentially or whatever, right? Uh, than the one that arises out of the ethnic divisions and otherwise peaceful societies that, that otherwise peaceful, peaceful societies create, right? Does that make sense? <laughs> I just thought it's a side issue and, and it's not really, it's not about that, but I just find it fascinating that it was like, you saw a lot of that during the pandemic, you know, kind of thing. Cause you, you know, <clears throat> I think the mainstream media said, oh, these are right-wing extremists and Nazis, right? It happened in Canada, it happened in other parts of the world too. Uh, they're extremists and then people said, no, look, it's um, it's all kinds of people here. It's, it's, uh, it's blacks. It's whites, uh, it's Asians, uh, it's South America, whatever, you know, everybody came out for the most part and protested. Although some, I do get a little caveat, some of the protest was was awfully white, right? We saw some in London, for example, 
and you know where white people are white people are min minority but it was some of the protests i remember seeing from there and they had a concert at one point even david ike spoke at one man it was i don't think i've seen london that white for a while so that's that's a fascinating interesting side note as well to, to all of this right uh but it's man it, it shows you how incredibly just what a, what incredible tyranny you have to have in place people have referenced like what is it malaysia or something right you have this super hardcore rigid system where essentially like and that's what they're trying to create right hate speech laws that if you if you notice that there's like well there's a problem with rape gangs and and disproportionately probably 98 percent of those people raping are from an ethnic um uh, minority you know in our country they're not really minorities but you, you see what i'm saying like oh they're from uh, they're from an, a, a non-european country then it's not the it's not the rape gang or the rape epidemic that's the problem it's you pointing it out and it's the fact that they want to put you in the slammer or whatever for saying that there was another case in sweden now where someone talked about how it was a uh, uh they, they the pc term for gypsies uh roma Ro roma i think it is in, in sweden and there was some some campaign essentially run by these gypsies or Romas, Romes, um, to steal, and it was like a, cor a corruption ring or something like that was running. And one guy replied, "Oh, this is a as a gypsy specialty, right, or whatever." So he was just convicted of hate speech, a hate speech kind of violation. A, a, a what do they call it? And antagon antagon antagonism against a different ethnic group or something like that. I forget the exact term, uh, how they translated that. But that's basically what it was. And it turns out that his punishment was greater than those who had actually run the the criminal ring, right? The, the gypsies that had done this had, had got less punishment when they were caught criminally than the guy who pointed out and said, well, this is uh, this is kind of what it, it's them doing this. You know what I mean? That's how crazy it is. And that's why, like, you can only therefore keep all that, keep that whole thing together. A, a multicultural society can only be held together by intense force. So I'm not saying that, like, the COVID pandemic, I'm not saying, like, oh, that was... The reason why they did that is to try to artificially unite us. I, I, not for a second, I, I think that's the case. You know, what I mean, there's many other reasons why why they did it, but it's an interesting kind of side effect that is like, huh, look, wow. For a moment, some people came together that normally otherwise would just kind of, you know, maybe not fight about the issues, but the disagreements and and saying like we don't like the future direction of our, of these countries. It's it's fascinating how that works, isn't it? So a lot of this, and I think last thing I'm going to cover here goes into, you know, that's why they have to shut down uh, conspiracy theories, myths and disinformation. Now it's malinformation. We've talked about that too. So all these agencies in place, it has to do with the previous story. We talked about uh, the uh, Department of Homeland Security. They have presentations, like how do we shut these people down? How do we activate, you know, how do we, how do we prevent them from sharing information that exposes us essentially, right? That's what it is. So speaking of that, the, the BBC uh, opened a new uh, branch, a new arm, I guess, of uh, of their media endeavor over there in the UK, uh, called BBC Verify, uh, a misinformation arm of the BBC that's going to go after a number of things that they don't like. One of them being alternative media, conspiracy theories, and disinformation. And it's being run by a girl. You'll see it on the clip. I'll play it in a moment. We linked it up in our Telegram 
in case you follow us on Telegram. If you don't, you should. T.me forward slash Red Eyes TV. And uh, it's being run by this young girl called... Uh, let me see, where's her name here? Oh, I just had it here. Uh, oh, no, it's not here in the notes. Okay, I'll, I'll find it. Anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Marion Spring. That's the name. Sorry, guys. I'm all confused here. Marion Spring uh, is the name of this young girl, right? Her, her title is Disinformation Correspondent. <laughs> Is her, is her term. So check out this video here. This is, is how sick this is, but also in a way, I gotta say, how kind of sad this is because it's so late in the game. Like, are you just now rolling around to doing something like this? Like, major, the most mainstream media outlets have some version of this right now. Fa we're fact checking. We're gonna, we're gonna shut down this website that says that, you know, uh, there's pedophiles, or, you know, whatever, you know. Um, so, anyway, here's the, here's the clip. Check this out. Uh, you, might in, uh, you might enjoy uh, this. Here we go. Welcome to BBC Verify. Like you said, we are a team of investigative journalists here at the BBC. Uh, we are also a new brand and we are a physical location um, above the newsroom in London. Um, and the point of the team, as you said, is to verify video, to fact check, to counter disinformation um, and to analyse really complex stories so we can get to the truth of what's going on. Oh, of course. Why does this matter? Well, mistruths can cause really serious harm to society and to the people in them. And so we want to show you our workings and really help you understand how we get to the bottom of what's happening. And I'm going to give you a bit of a flavour of the kind of work that the team are doing. Uh, so we're able to look at maps to geolocate um, specific uh, situations, stuff that's going on. Um, this is just a map of central London, where we are now, and this is New Broadcasting House, where I'm speaking to you from. Um, and it's not so important, perhaps, for the centre of London, but it is when we're analysing war zones or what's happening in hard-to-reach places. And there's a story on the BBC website today. It's looking at Russian fortifications um, on the front lines in Ukraine, uh, and you can read more about it there. Um, and there are other ways that we also are able to interrogate what's going on, including on social media. Um, I have some undercover accounts that I've set up for the BBC's Americas podcast, and we use these kinds of undercover... Im Im imagine that. Like, just... I mean, sure, like a sock account, not that that's new or whatever, but like, but still like that that's seen as a reputable way of of doing things of like running. That's running gay ops, essentially. They're admitting to it's a, it, that's incredible how to see how we can influence what, what we can drop and say or or, you know, follow along in a certain click of people that think like this and, and we can be in there spying with gain the trust of this little group here to be illegal. Government-funded, state-run media is doing shit like that. The BBC. Accounts, and um, these are the characters that the accounts uh, are uh, belong to, um, uh, to be able to really understand polarization online and how um, what's happening on our social media feeds and what we're being recommended. And Yeah, you have, you and your ilk have certainly nothing to do with why it's so polarized today. Push to us can affect all of us. Um, and they don't offer us a totally um, exhaustive insight into what's going on, but they can help us understand just how social media works. Um, and then there's also investigating uh, other mistruths and the real world mm. harm they can cause. Um, That's right. Uh, mistruths and the real world harm that they can cause. Now check out this list here. At the moment I'm investigating the UK's conspiracy theory movement. I'm trying <laughs> to understand more about how it's evolved and intensified since uh, the pandemic here in the UK. Oh, I'm looking the at pandemic. the alternative media that ah, finds yes, itself the old, at the heart. The perpetual enemy, the alternative media. That's right. That's 
Hmm, what a big surprise if mainstream media outlets funded by the government targeting alternative media companies that are basically out-competing them, at least collectively speaking, in terms of uh, reach and influence, uh, than these uh, bunch of uh, liars at the mainstream. Fascinating. So let's try to understand that so we can destroy it. Part of this movement and a conspiracy theory newspaper that's a part of that as well. Mm. I'm oh, looking yeah. at the way that alternative media is funded. I'm looking at its impact. Yeah, because that's really that's really the, bi the biggest problem is how it's funded by people out there donating. And, you know, in our case, like, yeah, sure, we have memberships or whatever, but like people supporting us. Tru truly grassroots kind of thing. And again, for those who have, you know, um, <laughs> Uh, not supporters, but like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, sponsors, right? Sponsors and stuff like, great. You know what I mean? We, we don't do that, at least not now. Maybe we will in the future if opportunity opens up. But like, they are funded. They're taking taxpayer money and, and, and like an endless supply of money to do this shit. And they're complaining on funding? How the fuck are you funded, bitch? Local communities. I'm looking at its connections with far right figures and also its foreign links. Um, that's for a podcast series that will be coming out in June. It's called Mariana in Conspiracy Land uh, and it will be available oh. on BBC Sounds Radio 4. Asking that question could January the 6th or a German coup attempt like we saw um, there ever happen here in the UK? So there's a real range. A uh, are they talking about Day X or what are they talking about? The German coup attempt? Man, this is. Look at this. This is like some. This is some like novel, some some, fa some wet dream fantasy of some leftist progressive who's going to catch the right wing conspiracy theorist. Man, these people are cringe. And it will be available on BBC Sounds Radio Four. Asking that question: Could January the sixth or a German coup attempt, like we saw um, there, ever happen? So here in what? The UK? what do you mean? So <laughs> a German, a German coup attempt? Are you, are you talking about like? Nazis and Hitler or what are you talking about? <laughs> they were talking about day X. What are you talking about? There's a real range of journalism BBC Verify will be doing um, and you'll be able to see it online on iPlayer um, across BBC News on your Fantastic. televisions and radio. So do look out for it. Huh. Yeah, I will definitely look out for it. Isn't this is that every mainstream media has one of these now? It's kind of do they really think that like BBC Verify is going to actually cause people to all of a sudden start believing these lies after everything that they've done, everything they've done to betray the trust of normal, regular people out there, turn on them, uh, harangue them and harass them like they've done. This, the Swedish media does this, the state-funded one. They do it in the UK. It's, I mean, America is basically a state-funded media. They have a bunch of that too, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's incredible, right? And New York Post just ran a piece today. We don't have time to get into this in depth now. We might cover tomorrow uh, in Flashback Friday. Uh, he, he, this is, of course, where the big problems. Not alter an alternative media channel. Oh, they have a oh a conspiracy theory by an alternative media company who's getting uh, donate super chats or donations from supporters out there, like. They're, they're still thinking this is the big problem out there. Like, this is a story on how Google manipulates search to favor liberals and tip elections, right? Like, that's your that's your stolen election interference and meddling right there. Just that a piece, we didn't cover it yet. Just that a piece about Mark Zuckerberg is investing like a bunch of money into some new dumb group, right? To deal with there's something called the the Chang. Chang Zuckerberg Foundation or something. It was. It's basically like a Gil, Gil, Bill, <laughs> Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but for Mark Zuckerberg and his Chinese uh, wife Chang Zuckerberg or whatever her name is, ChangZuckerberg.com or something is the site. 
And they're like, oh, we're we're doing positive things in the community, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't have the story here now, but I, I, was, I was going through the other day. We don't have time covering it. But like they're buying, I think they were purchasing things related to like vo voting, the voting system and stuff. They're basically doing like gay op after gay op, rigging elections. Uh, they're part of, of stealing elections. And, and they're still pretending like alternative media is the big problem. Well, BBC, because you had an American branch, will you cover this? How Google manipulates search to favor liberals and tip elections? Of course they won't, right? Of course they won't. Even Microsoft is coming up with some AI bot not to tackle misinformation. But anyway, that's for uh, that's for another time. I'm just getting uh, getting angry here. I got to wrap up. Yeah, pigeon is <laughs> BBC.com/slash pigeon. P-I-D-G-I-N. Pigeon is more useful. That's right, Sith. All right. Uh, Pagan Bear says, support what you like, guys and gals. It doesn't take much. It doesn't. Send us some uh, send us some donos, folks. Super Chats or uh, redeyes.tv slash donate if you want to support us. Thank you, Pagan Bear. Zyofree says, no critical thinking allowed. The Zio Media smoke machine will provide you the only truth or else. Media is the bullhorn for the globalists. It is. And uh, one more here from Zyofree. The, uh, the chaos creators want to pit us against each other. Chaos is the shekel master's goal they profit and uh, seize power and seize power in chaos they do it's it's definitely order out of chaos um i still i st personally i still argue though that at the end of the day they would love to see us united if you look at the they're doing divisive things to turn most other people against whites that's true but in but in any other regard like if you have you know if they have their good whites or you know things like that, people that don't complain about being replaced or whatever for the most part, they would like us to ethnically uh, eradicate ourselves. They would like us to mix out. They actually want us to unify. One of the biggest globalist messages you can get is actually about that unification. Uh, I'd argue most of it is that we have to come together constantly. That's what I said, even after terrorist attacks. Well, we have to come together, you see, you know, kind of thing. That's what they do. That's the end goal of this. It's to it's to create the, the chaos, to create the, the, the following order, right? It's to create... Uh, tumultuous period to bring about us, you know, then, then unifying and coming together, right? Um, and there's nothing wrong with you know, helping each other, whatever, but uh, ethnically replace ourselves? Uh, no, that's that's a no. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Uh, but they put they push for that, right? They push for, for whites to um, to mix out. Anyway, thank you, Zafri. I appreciate that. Uh, we have a couple more here. Let me take these before we wrap up, guys. Uh, I want to pronounce your name right. Kuning Dr Draug, Draugr, Kuning Draugr. Is that what, is that a right, right pronunciation? I'm trying. I'm trying here. Um, I think this angle is what will help us save a few more percent. The Solzhenitsyn line that the people who point out that the trains can't carry twice the amount of cargo without breaking. The people speaking the truth aloud are those that are demonized. I, um, yeah, to demonize. The truth itself is their enemy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you're saying um, the yeah on the disinformation. You you can yeah you can. I think if that's what you're saying, you, you can win over people if it's about numbers and if that's you know the uh, which I, which I, in many cases it is. I mean we we just we need more people, more of our people to to wake up to 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 this and so many other problems that we face, right? Um, you can you, you always have the the truth for the most part on your on your. On your side, you know what I mean? Because they always lie. There's always a bunch of bullshit. It's always psyops that they have to run to run it. All, all you need to do 
essentially is to speak the truth. And, it, and therefore, as our Flashback Friday uh, intro says, it's a weapon denied to them. And that's why we always have to use that, right? If that's what you're saying. But thank you, Cunning. Uh, Zyofree, again here, says uh, COVID was a test run for controlling society on a global scale. Well, they talked about now uh, disease X is going to show up and it's going to change everything, right? It's like Geta Thunberg said that they included in the in the trailer for the the pandemic three there, pandemic three, the Great Awakening. Uh, I, I don't. I want you to be afraid. I, I want you to be freaking out, right? That's what they want. It's true. Besides profiting, as uh, I continues here, it uh, was also how can we improve our control pandemic implementation system uh, for the next med false flag? Yeah, I think it's coming too. Big donor from Political Bomb. Thank you, sir. Very kind uh, of you. Thank you so much for the support. Thanks for the show. Political Bomb says thank you for the support. Can't do that, guys like you. Thank you so much. Uh, QE Cap as well says uh, great show. Thank you, Hendrik. Thank you as well for the donor. Appreciate that. That's generous of you as well. All right, guys, I think we're uh, I think we're ready to wrap up there. Lana will be joining us tomorrow uh, for Flashback Friday. Hope you enjoyed the program, everybody. Uh, so it was a, a pleasure spending some time with you. Where's my uh, where's my overlay at? Here we go. So if you want to find out more, check out Western Warrior. Latest show went up uh, Tuesday. Good stuff. You'll uh, find some of our best, uh, uh, I think, uh, pieces in, in Western Warrior. So check that out. We do uh, take uh, time and uh, a lot more effort to produce those shows than any of the other ones. We, we try, of course, working hard and prepare on all the other ones, too. But that's uh, that's kind of above and beyond. It's uh, definitely our, our flagship uh, thing that we do uh, at Red Ice. So uh, if you just not only want to donate to Red Ice, but actually want to get something uh, for your money, 10 bucks a month, super cheap, help us out. Get on over there. Sign up. Sign up. Sign up. Don't wait. Don't sit around. Don't expect other people to do this for you. For you, We need you to support us. So go over there. It's only 10 bucks a month. And in fact, you can get a longer sub. You can get it. We have subs all the way up, up to two years. It's almost 40% off uh, if you get a two-year subscription as well. So uh, check that out. Good stuff. We have tons of stuff there. We have exclusive stuff coming up uh, on the website uh, as well, redashmembers.com. We have uh, starting up uh, more interviews again. So we have a second hour, many of those. Uh, we have a lot more guests actually that we're going to book in as well. So that's exciting. I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, you know excited about that, uh, doing more interviews here. And then, of course, uh, we do have Beyond uh, Western Warrior. We also do other exclusive shorter videos uh, as well. I'm working on one uh, that Lana was making, her latest one. That's going to come up on the members' website soon as well. Uh, and overall, otherwise, we're doing also a uh, lot more clips and stuff like that, both from Western Warrior, but uh, from uh, the uh, both No Go Zone and Flashback Friday as well. Uh, and that's because of you guys' uh, help. So thank you so much, everybody. That's because of uh, the executive producers and producers that have joined us that we are able to do that. So I hope you enjoy those uh, additional clips that we're putting up on the websites and our channels everywhere right now as well. Uh, something a little bit easier maybe for you to share or maybe you uh, don't have the time to watch longer streams. So you like to kind of digest the sm small pieces, bits at a time. So I hope you enjoy that. So, by the way, thank you to everybody out there who are executive producers. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Chalky Milk, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, President Bunga, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yaki, Dillbob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, and JP. Thank you so much, guys. Also, Mr. Walker 696, 
Johansson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Urinu, Obadiah Hexwell, Single Action Army, and George Pours. That's our producers. Thank you guys. We want to have a little shout out at the end of the show. A little bit more uh, influence over uh, you know topics that you want us to cover, guest suggestions, things like this. Definitely get your hands on, a, on an executive producer uh, tier. You can get that at redassmembers.com. You can get it at Odyssey or Subscribestar, and it helps us tremendously as well. And we do want to get aboard uh, additional people as well. We'd love to have. We So we just got aboard an editor. So thank you so much, guys. We appreciate you. We might set another goal for maybe 20 or something like that. I haven't decided yet. I uh, would love to have someone who can actually help us do bookings and stuff because that way we can actually, you know, it, it takes a lot on the back end, right? Administrative stuff. And we'd love to just bring on guests, even like in a no-go zone, right? You can just bring on a guest for joining in for, for 10 minutes for a certain specific segment and things like that. Uh, but just to pull all those jugs it's or balls together to juggle all that stuff, that's the term. juggle all that is is hard. So we'd love to hire a someone who can actually help us with bookings, maybe admin stuff on the back end, maybe even produce some of the live shows and things like that. So uh, again, if you want to help us expand and grow, uh, definitely check out one of uh, one of those guys. So anyway, thank you. We appreciate all of you. That's uh, enough shameless plugs uh, by me here. No, but I'm <laughs> serious. It does it does help, guys. So thank you so much. All right. Flashback Friday tomorrow, I said that. Lana will be joining us as well. Uh, that's the plan. So until then, thank you so much, guys. Keep fighting. Keep waking up our people out there. Keep spreading the word. And if you can, of course, uh, spread our videos and links as well. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Thank you for watching. Go to redicemembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at subscribestar.com forward slash redice. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.